This is Review and Preview on WCWPSports.org. Good evening and welcome to Review and Preview, folks. It is the final show of 2018 here on MyWCWP.org. I am your host, Tom Scavetta. Join alongside James Montefusco, Kyle Earhart, a special guest here in the studio tonight, Evan Masters. Evan, welcome back to New York. Did you hear that I remembered? <laughs> Evan uh, just finished his first semester at Arizona State University, filling in for Kyle Russo last night. You and Kyle were both interns together here at WCWP last year. Now, if you see, we're all wearing jerseys here in the studio. Um, if you're watching on Facebook Live, that's right, you can watch us on Facebook Live. If you're friends with me or James on Facebook, James, you are wearing David Wright. Yes, I am. I'm wearing Lawrence Taylor. Kyle Earhart, you're wearing Matt Ryan, and Evan, you are wearing... Just an Arizona State basketball uniform. Just the generic... Yeah. I, I mean, like it. The ones for the star player, Remy Martin, but we'll go for it. Yeah, and the Arizona State um, Sun Devils, they uh, they are currently ranked in the top 25, yes, right? Yes, number 17. Nice. Reminder, folks, you can call in with your questions, thoughts, comments, or call a number 516-299-2030. Feel free to take part in our live show. And Griffin has already commented that he thinks the Buffalo Bills will win the Super Bowl. You know, I, I love when Griffin comments in our Facebook Live group. Thank you for uh, your, your comment. <laughs> Maybe next year. But. Not with Josh Allen, you're not. Yeah. I, I clear, I'm glad I he mean, has a lot of optimism. No, Griff- that's Bill's rushing leader, Josh Allen? Griffin is. That's right. You know, Griffin's actually a New England Patriots fan. But let's waste little to no more time. We are broadcasting tonight from 8 to 10 p.m., just so you know, at our special time. And we are also podcasting. This is now our, I want to say it's our our 37th podcast. So con- congrats on that. All right. So first thing we're going to talk about tonight is the college football uh, bowl game. So we'll get to the playoff in just a little bit. Um, look, there's a bowl game currently in progress right now. West Virginia is playing Syracuse. The Mountaineers lead by a score of 15 to 14. Actually, have a friend who's down at the game in Florida, and guys, West Virginia playing without Will Greer, their uh, senior quarterback in this game. Will Greer is actually a transfer from the University of Florida, and what do we think about Will Greer not playing in this game? What are your thoughts on him sitting out, Kyle? I mean, it's a business decision. You know, he doesn't want to get hurt just in case he gets hurt for the combine. He wants to be ready for the combine. Me personally, I I want to see the best players out there. Yeah. So I, I want to see Will Greer in this game. I want to see him, you know, I'm pretty sure every West Virginia fan wants to see him too in this game. But at the end of the day, it's a business decision. He wants to stay healthy for the combine. So, For sure. Um, look, I, Evan, I want to hear what you think as well. But before we get to that, I, I do think that Will Greer, now that Herbert has decided to stay in school for his senior season, Will Greer may, you know, he may be a first-round pick now. I mean, I think he might have went to begin, but there's not, there's less teams that need a quarterback this year than last year. So, what are your thoughts on Will Greer sitting out and the faithful Mountaineer fans still yeah. making that <laughs> trip down to Florida? Well, good for them, honestly. They're passionate, but with Will Greer and just anyone who sits out, it is that business decision. And yeah. We at Arizona State dealt the same thing with their star receiver, Nikhil Harry, for our bowl game, and we all understood it because. I think all the fans and all the students realize that 
it's one of their own making it and it's wanting to get to the NFL. Mm-hmm. And it's a game that, yes, it, we want to see the best players in it, but to the players, it's a meaningless game unless you're in this Final Four. Makes sense, yeah. Um, speaking of the Final Four, which we will get to in a little bit, tomorrow are the two college football playoff Final Four games, Notre Dame versus Clemson at 4 o'clock, and then the latter half, the night game, Alabama and Oklahoma, led by Redshirt Jr., Heisman Trophy winner, Kyler Murray. Um, all right, so other bowl games that have happened already. Um, yesterday, down in the Bronx, about five miles away from my house, Wisconsin torched Miami. And I'm pretty sure both of these two teams were ranked in the top ten to start the season. I know Miami was definitely ranked number eight. And, you know, a, a disappointing season. Did it wasn't – I think Miami was starting a backup as well in this game. Right, uh, I think Rosier started. Yeah, yeah. I think okay, started. but yeah. but um, yeah, they didn't look good. Wisconsin beat them up, thirty-five to three. Uh, and Ro- Rosier had three picks. He only completed five passes. This was not a good game for the Hurricanes. Wisconsin dominated the whole game. Look, I mean, yeah, Wisconsin was the team that started a backup, and Jack Cohn, the Sayville, Long Island product. Uh, I believe he went to uh, Sayville High School, and. Jonathan Taylor was the story of this game. He was at 27 rushes for 205 and a score. Guy's averaging over seven and a half yards a carry. This guy's insane. I'm pretty sure at the beginning of the season he was um, a Heisman. He was. Hopeful. And now he is the pinstripe bull MVP. And he is only a sophomore. Crazy, wow. right? Um, and then... Another thing, too, is a lot of the times you see these teams that teams that have good running backs typically have good complementary backs as well, which help out. And uh, I think the guy's name is Taiwan Deal. I don't I, – I, yeah, Deal looked pretty good as well. I mean, he had 52 yards and a touchdown. So, I mean, to have those two backs run all over you, they almost put up 300 yards on the ground alone. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. It's kind of just – Remembering that this was the Orange Bowl matchup last year, and to see how far both teams have fallen, especially Miami, just looking yeah. abysmal. They fell back. I mean, it was fourteen to three at the end of the first, and then nobody scored in the second. That was the score heading into halftime. But yeah, disappointing year uh, for both programs. Um, and another game, Duke versus Temple. Um, this was an excellent game at the beginning in the first half. This was a really good game. I think Temple led at halftime. I think it was 27-21. Yes. And Anthony Russo was looking good. And then Daniel Jones turned it up the field. Now, Earhart, I know you were talking in our group chat. Duke players don't really trans, you know, they don't really transfer into the NFL the way they yep. should and formulate. But in this game, Daniel Jones, he is a junior. I think he's a redshirt junior. He already has his Duke degree. He threw for over 400 yards, five touchdown passes. He had the two picks, but, I mean, the guy's a gunslinger, and you saw it. Temple's a good football team. They didn't have a bad season. They were they were 8-5, and five, well, 8-4 and four heading into this game, and then Duke outscored Temple in the second half, 35-0. They shut them out. Does Daniel Jones potentially make a case to enter the NFL draft at 21 years old? The guy's 6'5". Big kid. What do you think? 
I mean, well, he's a junior. Yeah. I mean, should he? I mean, considering the draft class maybe possibly coming out next year, he might be a better pick this year. But who knows? Maybe next year he comes back and he he's better than Tua. He's better than Fromm from Georgia. Yeah. Well, who knows? But honestly, if doing pretty well now and this draft class isn't very good, maybe coming out now he could steal of a quarterback. He might be good. Um, and just for the record, Daniel Jones' stats on the season, he was great. Um, he had 22 touchdowns, nine picks, and he completed over 60% of his passes. Um, you know, c- considering Duke, I'm pretty sure they've won at least eight games now, like the last four out of five or six years, something like yeah, that. Yeah, they they've won three straight bowl games. They have, which, and they were 10-2 and two recently, just a couple of years ago. I think what hurt Duke was um, their conference record. Just three and five in the conference. That's where all five of their losses came from this season. Um, you know, Duke has some tough opponents. They play Virginia. They play Clemson. They play Wake Forest, Pittsburgh. None of those are easy games. Nope. And Miami as well. No. Yeah. And Baylor. But, um, yeah. So, Dan- Daniel Jones, we want to compare quarterback classes from this year to next year. This year, let's say Jones does enter the draft. It's... Possibly Murray. Has Murray officially declared Murray's yet? up in the air. He's up in the air mm-hmm. like Jones. So let's just say Murray goes as well. It would be Haskins, Drew Locke, Will Greer. Jones. Jones, Murray. Am I missing anybody of importance? Maybe, I mean, do you want to throw Trace McSorley in there uh, just for the heck of it? I mean, he's going to get drafted. Yeah, he will. Not, not round one. Maybe like round three or four, depending yeah. on what needs are. But sometimes... You find those middle to late round flyers. That perfect example is Tom Brady. Yeah. You know? I mean. That was also luck, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. I mean. I was very lucky to get that. He's always played with the chip on his shoulder. It, do- so. it doesn't happen often, but, put it to you that way. But Jones is a three year starter. He's. You said he has the build, he has everything and more, I think. He might be, be the most ready. I think he is. Yeah. I think he's the ready, and he can easily. I think out of any of the quarterbacks, be the starter day one next year. Well, right, Giants was, fans, go after him. He was incredible <laughs> in the Independence Bowl. Uh, look, <laughs> great game. Florida versus Michigan is upcoming. Uh, but yesterday, the Music City Bowl, Auburn destroys Purdue, 63-14. to 14, Ooh, A today. down year for Auburn. Uh, but puts an exclamation point on Jared that, right? Jared Stitham in this game had five touchdown passes. Well, they had... They had 56 points, I think, going into halftime. Yeah. And they scored. Yes. Their, that, that last touchdown was at the beginning of the third quarter. So Auburn just stopped playing. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. And, um, yeah. What I found was really ashamed was the first responder bowl was canceled between Boston College and Boise State. I was very disappointed in that. I don't think it's going to be made up, right? It's not. It's canceled. Boston College had a pretty decent season, especially at the very beginning of the season. I know they had a game against Clemson, and they were in that game for a while. They had had the lead a couple of times. College game day came there, which was huge for them. And then Boise stayed a team that won 10 games. I mean, how do you not make this up? That's a shame. It's a real shame. Conference runner-up, too. And now they don't even get to play in their bowl game. Yeah, TCU beats Cal in overtime 10-7. Oh, this was a gross game. (laughs) This was terrible. We're not going to even talk about Baylor beats Vanderbilt. And right now, in currently in progress, Syracuse leads West Virginia 24-18. to 18. And West Virginia currently has the ball. So this is going to go – this is probably going to go back and forth throughout the majority of this game. Um, I want to talk to you guys. Um, 
before we get to the college football playoff. The bowl game's of importance tonight at 9 p.m. It's Washington State hosting Iowa State. I'm sorry. I, I don't know if there's any Washington State fans here. The only alumni that I know of out of Washington State is Aaron Baines of the Boston Celtics. <laughs> yeah. Crickets, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but they're ranked 13th in the nation. They, I watch a lot of Washington State highlights. They are legit, and they really are just one unfortunate snowy game which balls, anything could have happened against Washington in the, where they would be in the Rose Bowl instead of Washington. Right. Um, Gardner Minshew, their quarterback, look, first of all, mustache, great. <laughs> yeah. Also can sling it. I think he was top ten in Heisman voting. I think he that. was, too. Yeah, I think you're right on that. And how can you not like Mike Leach? Mike Leach is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Washington's probably going to get slapped by yes. Ohio State, yeah. and Washington State will most likely win their bowl game in the Alamo mm-hmm. Bowl. Uh, the Gamecocks play the Cavaliers in Virginia. Uh, Florida against Michigan in the Peach Bowl tomorrow at noon. That should be an excellent game. Uh, Shea Patterson is playing, right? Yes, he is. And he is probably a pick next year. If you look at the draft class next year, he might come out. I'm not sure. I th- I don't know what is. I think Patterson might be a sophomore. And then you, next year, you could pot- you could potentially have Patterson, Tua, Fromm, Herbert, yeah. Book. Okay. Book is a junior. Guys, next year, uh-uh. which, which, if if you're an, if you're an NFL team, I really do think that next year might actually be, be better than this year. The only chance that this year has against next year is the fact that Dwayne Haskins is there because you don't know what Murray is going to do if he's going to go the baseball route or whatever. You know, should go the baseball route. He should. Do you think a lot of teams would then tank next season just to get some of those guys? Not the Giants. Well, uh, I, I <laughs> you can't talk about the Giants. Yeah. No, yeah. no, yeah. you're <laughs> too far out in that prediction. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Michigan State against Oregon on New Year's Eve. Also got Stanford against Pittsburgh. Uh, on Sunday, LSU will be playing UCF in the Fiesta Bowl. This is a great, great game. Prove it game for UCF. Put yourself on the map for next year, the Golden Knights. I mean, I think. I would love to see them win this game. So would I. I would love to see them win it. Um, Mackenzie Milton, though. Yeah, uh, backup quarterback. It definitely does hurt, and that'll be on ESPN at 6 o'clock p.m. on Sunday. And then you got Northwestern and Utah. Kentucky against Penn State in the Citrus Bowl. Penn State had a little disappointing season, but they had a tough schedule. Um, Texas against Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. Georgia, obviously. They were one of the four best teams in the nation this season, but you can't get in with two losses. Doesn't happen. Nope. And then Washington against Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. Uh, Mike Dawes, our normal engineer for the show, has picked the Buckeyes to beat the Huskies by a final score of 56-26. to 26. Wow. He, no. picked the Hus- he, he picked the Buckeyes to win? No. Really? I'm yeah. shocked. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Dawes a diehard, diehard <laughs> Buckeyes yeah. fan. Um, and then, of course, the two games we're going to spend a couple of minutes on. The college football playoff is tomorrow, the semifinals. The University of Notre Dame against Clemson in the Cotton Bowl Classic tomorrow at 4 p.m., followed by the Orange Bowl. The Oklahoma Sooners take on the Alabama Crimson Tide. 
at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Just so you know, you folks on the West Coast that might be listening need to know that. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's first talk about the first game, Notre Dame and Clemson. Obviously, Coach Kelly, Brian Kelly, named AP Coach of the Year, also won the 2018 Dodd Trophy Coach of the Year Award, which is a tremendous honor. Um, and it was just announced that Notre Dame's backup quarterback, who actually started the first two games of the season, Brandon Wimbush, will be transferring for his redshirt senior year next year. He does have his Notre Dame degree. He's going to transfer to be a grad quarterback. And he's doing this with class because he's finishing out the year with Notre Dame. He served this time. You know Book has earned himself the starting role next year. And Wimbush, he paid his dues at Notre Dame. He helped them out. And it's time to move on to another program and try to finish out your collegiate career strong. Uh, I think this is a good move for Wimbush, which Phil Jerkovich will move up to the backup quarterback position next season. Yeah. And he's supposed to be great in a couple of years from now. But this Ian Book kid, he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. People were calling him to be uh, a potential Heisman candidate. Book, on paper, when you look at the quarterbacks, on paper, he's probably the worst. I don't think so. <laughs> but I think it's foolish to, because there's so much disrespect with Notre Dame. Aren't they 12-and-a-half-point dogs? Without Clemson, their starting defensive tackle, Lawrence is out. He's out. I think it's a fair. Yeah. I, I think it's think, pretty fair. I don't think though. it's as fair much either. as. No, I, yeah. I, I think it's pretty fair. Yeah. Especially. Yeah, but this is not 2012. This is a different school, it's a different football program. It's. But Dexter Lawrence out as much as he's a big part of the defensive line. They do have Farrell. They do have Wilkins. They do have Bryant. I they mean, still even, do. Even yeah. their replacement, Albert Huggins, is a senior. This is a defensive line with most experience I think we've ever seen on a team in a long time. And all these guys are going to be first-round, second-round picks. Mm -hmm. Remember, Clemson did begin the season with Kelly Bryan at quarterback, and now Trevor Lawrence takes over. Uh, he's played at a whole nother level. Similar scenario with Notre Dame, Book over Wimbush. Yeah. Um, these are two teams with explosive offenses. They're really combined with stout defenses as well, if you think about it. They're good all-around teams, which is what makes them tough to beat. And that's why they're both going to be playing in this game. Uh, to break this down, Clemson will win. They have to find running room for Travis Etienne. And then, you know, Lawrence has done a f fantastic job as the quarterback. Um, 24 touchdowns and just four picks, but he's still a freshman. True freshman. That, a true freshman. It's my age. Yes, that's Wild. right. He is 18. <laughs> we are not 18. For the record. <laughs> no, we are not. <laughs> we, we are not. How about 18 plus 5? You like that one? I like that one. I like that one, too. Um, I think Notre Dame will win if they can slow down Clemson's offense. You know, th look, the Irish are going to be facing one of the toughest defenses in the nation. We know that. And even with Book, Dexter Williams, they got big-bodied receivers like Miles Boykin, Chase Claypool, um, even that guy, Fink, Chris Fink. He's made a couple of big plays here and there. Notre Dame's pass defense has been terrific. I think if they could stop the run, it makes Clemson one-dimensional, as where Lawrence may get confused in this game because Notre Dame has veteran leaders on that defense. They're a group of upperclassmen. Drew Trankful has been in college forever. It seems like he's the college football player that will never graduate. He's a sixth-year senior grad student. Like, Notre I can we be fair here for a second, though? I understand why the line is 12 and a half, and maybe that's a good line, but 
Notre Dame is getting absolutely no respect from anybody. And that you got to think that that only gives them more fire into going into tomorrow. That's gonna and they're gonna be playing with a chip on their shoulder. They might not win the game. They're not pre- predicted to win the game, but that's the position you want to be in because you have nothing to lose, Kyle. Nothing to lose tomorrow. I I, I agree with you there, but I think the line is also pretty fair. Like to, like Notre Dame. Yeah, they had a couple good wins this season. I'm a Notre Dame fan. I'm rooting for them to win tomorrow. But just Clem- this Clemson team is just so good, just so good, and I'd be I'd be so shocked good. if Notre Dame won tomorrow. Yeah. To be honest, Evan, your uh, analysis on this? Yeah, I just don't I don't see Notre Dame having a chance in this game. I think Clemson has better offensive firepower. I think just that front seven on defense, even without Lawrence, is going to be too much, and it's going to be a I'm not going to say an easy Clemson win, but a game that I don't see Clemson losing more. I think Notre Dame, I'm not saying they're going to win the game, but I think they're going to play better than a lot of people are playing this out to be. James, your yes. your uh, knowledgeable <laughs> insight, please. Sure. Um, <laughs> sorry. Got to clear the throat. You I, know? I do. Part, it's part of the routine. That's why you got those two water bottles over there. Working hard. <laughs> um, I, I think it's going to be closer than what people think yeah. it's going to be. Um, but I do think that somehow uh, Notre Dame will come out with a with a win. Whoa. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. I, I think it will be close, but I think they'll come out with a win. Should we pick the game at this point? We might as well. Dawes has Clemson winning 45-21. to um, That's basically a slap in the face to us here on the show. We're kidding, Mike. Uh, <laughs> well, Evan, we'll, uh, we will start with you. I'll go Clemson 34, Notre Dame 24. Okay. I'll write that down. Kyle E. Clemson 42. Notre Dame 21. I don't think it's close, sadly. So you're going with Dawes, practically. Yeah. Okay. James Montefusco. I'm going Notre Dame 34, um, Clemson 30. Notre Dame 31, 28. Figured, why not? Let's make it even. Let's have it a little interesting. All right. I like it. From a logistical standpoint, I don't think Notre Dame will win this game, but something tells me that the luck of the Irish, you never know. It might come into play. We'll see. All right, so let's talk about the other game, though, because this is the game, the primetime game that everybody's going to be watching, Uh, Alabama and Oklahoma. It's Tua versus Murray. Stage is set bright. Does Oklahoma have a shot? No. No. Mm-mm. Not with that defense. Which game is going to be closer? The Notre Dame-Clemson game or the Bama-Oklahoma game? Easily Clemson-Notre Dame. I don't have any faith in an Oklahoma defense against Tua or even if it is Jalen Hurts. I don't know. Even if there's those score predictions? I, I Honestly, I actually think this, this Bama-Oklahoma game might be closer than people think. Is it because of what Georgia did to them just a couple weeks ago, or like I, four weeks ago? I, I I think this Alabama defense is good. We all know that, right? But right. what Georgia like Georgia's proven that this Alabama defense isn't like 
amazing, amazing. Like it's really good. Yeah. And and Kyle and and, and, and uh, <laughs> Kyle Murray is. A, I'm sorry, he doesn't have your name. You know, his parents' parents totally messed up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and Murray's just yeah. fantastic, obviously. So yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I think this game. I mean, it'll be a little closer, but Alabama's still going to win. A couple touchdowns. Um, my analysis on this game: Georgia did a job on Bama for majority of that game. Let's face it: Georgia should have won that game. Yep, yeah, no doubt. They yep. should have won that game, but they did not win the game. Look, of course, the media is going to portray, "Oh, well, you know, Hurts came in. They did a good job." Tua is playing in this game. Tua is starting this game. I mean. Is he 100% though, Tom? I don't think... I think he's closer to it now that they had all this time off. Of course, no, I don't think he's 100%. But I think he gives them the best shot to win this game. And he's, oh, yeah. he's not facing a great defense. He's Oklahoma's not. defense is 108th in the nation. And that's why we will transition into our picks. Actually, James, <laughs> yes. let's get your uh, right. wisdom. Um, I mean, of what everybody's been saying here... I'm not going to play my throat again. Um, what everybody's been saying here. <clears throat> this is Review and Preview. Folks. Sorry, guys. Um, what everybody's been saying here, I, I, I agree with everybody. Um, I think it really comes out to be a, is who shows up yep. tomorrow. It, 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 like Tom said, that stage is set for both teams. It's like who really wants to come in with the hype, who really wants to shine. Right. Pretty much is what's going to happen. I, uh, I, I. I don't know what the game's going to be like, but I I do agree it's uh it's probably the best game on for tomorrow. I think Alabama is going to win this game. Forty nine seventeen. Okay. It's not very nice to Oklahoma <laughs> or the Heisman Trophy winner. But then he has yeah. to show up tomorrow. Evan Masters. All right. Um, I won't. I'll no. I'll go for it. I'll go. Fifty-six, twenty-four. In favor of Alabama. Obviously, I think Murray shows up, but Alabama is just going to come out full force and. Bold prediction: Oklahoma will score the first points of this game. Oh, good prediction. I mean, I'm pretty sure the Citadel scored first against Alabama earlier this year, so. <laughs> James, I'm going. I'm going with uh, the dark horse, the Oklahoma Sooners. I love it. I love it, James. I really like it. Keep going. What's the score? <laughs> are you? I like this. Are you? Are you? You okay? Yeah, I, I'm 100 okay. percent okay. Yeah. I like this. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with them. Forty-two. Thirty. I I really like the pick, honestly. Does does you hear that? Let's just you know put it in. Uh, I'm gonna go with Alabama, 49-35-14. One by two touchdowns, Alabama. 49-35. Yeah, and excellent work. Yeah, good math, dude. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, we got to add some color to the show. we got to tease each other a little oh, bit. Oh, and uh, did we get Dawes predictions? Yeah, you, you can there? announce Dawes. Okay. Pick. Why so, don't you? All right. So uh, Dawes' pick is Bama 42. 
Oklahoma, Oklahoma 28. Yep, Oklahoma 28. Ew. 28 points for the Sooners? Hey, listen, talk okay. to Dawes about that. I'm just the messenger. Don't shoot oh, me. Two man. touchdowns. Yeah. Two touchdowns. <laughs> On that note, we're going to step aside for a quick break. When we come back, we will finalize college football, and we will talk some New York Jets. You're listening to Review and Preview here on MyWCWP.org. Good evening and welcome back to Review and Preview, folks. I'm your host, Tom Segveta. Join alongside James Montefusco, Kyle Earhart, Evan Masters. So, um, after the semifinal games are final tomorrow... We'll make our pick for the college football playoff, the final national championship game. Um, I'm your host, Tom Scavetta, and remember, you can call in with your questions, thoughts, comments, 516-299-2030. Take part in our live show. We are broadcasting on mywcwp.org and Facebook Live. All right. So, also, feel free to give us a follow on Instagram, review and preview. Shout out, George Zayas. Turning it, tuning in to our Facebook Live video all the way from Yonkers, New York. Uh, we hope everyone's having a happy holidays. We're all here. It is Jersey night here in the studio. Evan representing ASU. Kyle representing Matty Ice and the Atlanta Falcons. We got David Wright and good old Lawrence Taylor. All right. So, the Jets. Sorry. <laughs> the New York Jets fall to the Green Bay Packers in overtime by a score of 44-38. to I will say a couple of things about this game. Um, the, Jet, the Jets played well, for the most part. The, the offense played well. I understand it's tough when you're going up against an Aaron Rodgers offense. Um, I really liked what I saw out of Darnold and Chris Herndon in this game. I also really liked what I saw out of Robbie Anderson. In this game. The problem is, can they do this week in and week out? Right now, the answer is no. I view Herndon as a more consistent offensive player than Robbie Anderson in the long run because he's a rookie, and I think he may be the potential future tight end of this team, and that's kind of speculating maybe a little bit too much after, during his rookie year, but when you have guys like Anunwa out, Crowell on IR, this guy's coming up huge for you. He, he, he really is, I mean, the star right now. Because, I'm sorry, none of these Jets offensive players besides Chris Herndon and Sam Darnold start on any other NFL team. I agree with that. Listen, uh, Tom, I'm I'm not going (laughs) to argue with you. But but in in all fairness, Sam Darnold the last two or three weeks, he's looked absolutely brilliant. He he, he, he hasn't looked like a rookie. He's looked composed. The, the 341 yards, 24, 35, three touchdowns, yeah. no interceptions, which is the key part. I know this Packers defense isn't great, like, not good at all. But he, he looked good, and this is three weeks in a row, to be fair. The Jets should have won. Should it yeah. be the Texans? Should it be the Titans? And should, should it be the Packers? We underestimated the Jets last week. We did. You picked the final of 30-17. to 17. I said 33-17. The Jets put up 38 points in this game, thanks to Sam Darnold and the Jets' offense. I think they played it, really well. And also, can't forget the Andre Roberts kick return for a touchdown. Yeah. Evan, how underrated is special teams in the in mm. the game of football? I think it really makes make or breaks a team. It really does. I mean, I think you could look at any team. I mean, the Giants, it's hurt them in the past and with the Jets as well, but it can make or break a team and yeah. to 
kicker having the Jets because both Myers, their kicker, and Roberts, the kick returner, made Pro Bowl. So yeah. it's been one of the few bright spots for the team and for the Giants. I mean, both this year. Do you think part of it, the reason why the Jets and Giants both have each of their kickers in the Pro Bowl, the only two out of the 32 teams in the NFL, is because they're the two worst red zone teams in the NFL and they can't convert field helps. goals into touchdowns? I mean, Aldrich Rosas, also great. There's an argument for Aldrich Rosas being the MVP of the Giants this season no, it is. over Saquon Barkley. <laughs> I would vote for it, Aldrich. Um, <laughs> speaking of special teams, um, the Jets, yes, Edwards, the punter, he's had an okay season, but Jason Myers has been fantastic. Didn't he have six, seven field goals in one game this year? Yeah, he and he also missed one um, the, uh, the other game, too. But, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he's the he's reason. I wouldn't say he's the reason why they lost, but he missed one on the opening drive, which kind of hurt the Jets in the end because they lost in overtime. So no. he I, made that field goal. I do think once the Brady-Belichick era is over, New England will still be okay. They're not going to be great. But I do think the Jets and the Bills potentially get an uptick from that when you start I, to see the new faces of the AFC East emerge in Josh Rosen. And Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, we all have hiccups, but, yeah, that was a really bad one because he's been the absolute worst. <laughs> Sorry, you West Coast people. Oh, uh, Josh yeah, Allen. Been out there. <laughs> I, you, you, think this, like, you think this you is live, bad? Try watching Cardinals football week in and week out. Yeah, that's, that's all you get in the ASU dorms, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah. I'm Evan, for the record, is a Giants fan, if yes. you must know. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> the Jets, though, I do think – is there a way for them to get the two pick? No. The low, the highest they can go is three. It's correct? three, yes. So, my thing is this. Yeah, they didn't look bad Sunday, but they also didn't look good. They did not look good. No, their um, defense didn't look good. No. And this Again. is where things – get concerning because Darnold actually I, Darnold as great of the game as he had 341 yards and three touchdowns Rodgers threw for almost 450 yards yeah. on yeah. the offense and Rodgers had two rushing touchdowns that's not okay Equinemius St. Brown a rookie undrafted rookie out of the universe uh, he might have went in the fifth or sixth round actually had five catches for 95 yards out of Notre Dame too yes mm -hmm. that is right ding 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 same um, brown kids. And then Jay Kumro somehow gets like a monstrous 50-yard, 47-yard touchdown. That was Jay Kumro's first career NFL. You, they <laughs> left him wide open. Oh, my goodness. What it, happened on that play? Break it down for me. <laughs> I'm not gonna. You got it? Play-by-play. Yeah. Play. The thing is, but when the year started, you know, the, the Jets signed Tremaine Johnson. They had Claiborne. They had Jamal Adams. They had Marcus May coming back. Everyone thought that the the secondary would be really good. That was set, right? And they called themselves the New Jack City. They've been anything but. J Jamal Adams has been good, but everyone else has been terrible. Morris Claiborne is bad. Buster Screen. Buster Screen. <laughs> he, he, he hasn't been good since the Jets signed him. And <laughs> Tremaine Johnson is battling injury, but no excuse for his contract he's getting. But this secondary has been oh. just as bad as the oh. defensive Hewitt. line. Hewitt, uh, the best player on the defensive line has been Henry Anderson the last couple of weeks. He had, he had a sack on No, that. like, like the, the Jets' defensive line has been okay. And what was with Leonard Williams getting ejected in this game? Which, what terrible call. Absolutely terrible call. He got ejected for punching somebody. You say that's terrible work? 
Yes, definitely <laughs> terrible work. He didn't even punch him. Like that—that that was the thing, which kind of hurt them in the end because he's their best pass rusher. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, not not saying if he was stayed in would have changed the outcome of the game, but Jets still deserve to lose 450 yards from the best quarterback in football, Aaron Rodgers, and he beats you. So, I mean, I, I was very surprised. I was looking at the score as I scrolled through as I was watching part of the Giant game, and uh, I saw how close it was. I was a little surprised on that because you're playing Aaron Rodgers, and we all know how good he could be. But at the same time, I did realize that Aaron Rodgers only has really one favorite receiver, and their defense isn't very good. So I figured, well, this I wasn't expecting that high of a score of a game, to be honest with you. Right. Um, I was not expecting that high scoring of a game either. But uh, the Jets ran out of luck. In that game, uh, now they play New England Sunday to close out the season. Are you looking ahead for the draft in this game, or do you play for pride, play to win this game for your coach Todd Bowles and what is likely his last game? Uh, I, I don't know if he lasts past uh, Monday. Oh boy! Thoughts? What's your take? I have a nightmare that he's going to last, and they're going to give him one more year. And, uh, listen, I don't want Todd Bowles. I'll, I was the first one to have him gone. But I have a feeling they're just going to keep him one more year because they want to keep McCagnan and Bowles together. But uh, I feel like the Jets should come out. I, I want the Jets to win this game just because I don't like the Patriots. And any way for them to not get a first-round bye, I would love to be a part of that. But like, if we're going to call a spade a spade here, the Jets aren't going to win Sunday. It would be the most Jets thing happened for them to win this game. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah, they're going to win. Um but what do the Jets look for in the draft? They look for offensive linemen. They look for defensive linemen. What are, what are they looking for in round one this upcoming April? I think since they have a lot of money on the cap. Everything? <laughs> I mean, everything would be ideal. But if, if they you know, have a lot of money on the cap, I know there's not a lot of big offensive linemen that are going to be free agents because teams don't really, you know, they, they usually lock up their offensive linemen because most of them are pretty good, like the Colts did and everyone else did. But... I, I feel like since it's such a D-line heavy draft, I think you should go after a defensive lineman and then maybe make a play for an offensive lineman, try to trade for one, but uh, I don't know. It's it's just it's so hard. To According choose. to reports, isn't the highest rated Jonah Williams yes, right now out of Alabama? Yes, I would think. And I'm a little concerned about him because his wingspan isn't exactly great, and I'm not sure if that's going to transition into the NFL or not. With the exception of guys like Quentin Nelson from last year, a lot of these good offensive linemen they come in like the second or third round. If you re- if you really dissect this down for just a minute, Will Hernandez. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a perfect example right there. Um, but yeah, you know, we talked about the draft pick. Who do they go for in head coach? Does Bowles come back? Is it McCarthy? Is it Pagano? Jim Harbaugh? Uh, Jim Caldwell? Yikes. I can't believe I just said that, but I did. <laughs> Anyone. Thoughts. Thoughts and analysis. Open. Tony Dungy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> isn't he a, oh, no, that's Herm yeah. Edwards. He's yeah, the head coach. He's, 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 on, he he's on, on NBC, I think, Tony Dungy. Yeah. Ben There's, McAdoo? Don't take harm from Ben us. McAdoo. Ben McAdoo. All right. Well. We don't say McAdoo anymore. We say McAdoo. All right. Yeah. Huh? We're watching uh, the tape. You know. <laughs> what tape are you watching? Uh, he's an option. Uh, I mean, there's like a lot of options out there. But, uh, I seriously think 
I don't think you go for a guy who has been fired. I mean, McCarthy was fired for a reason. He's great at developing quarterbacks, obviously, but look at the rest of the Packers. We just yeah. talked about them. Nothing. I think you find a coordinator out there for any team that an offensive mind. I'm thinking a Sean McVay type of guy, a Kyle Shanahan type of guy to bolster us, obviously, because the Jets have not. The Jets have had defensive-minded coaches for over a decade now. And I think just a different change of mind and a little different could be a lot, especially for Sam Darnold. Eric Manchin. Not Eric Manchin. <laughs> Besides him. <laughs> Next run. Do, do you guys think they need more of an offensive and this is the one thing why I think McCarthy would work is if you can su- surround him with good coordinators then yes. he could work his magic and make Donald so yeah. much better because that's what he's capable of doing so then if that does happen in my eyes the question comes up do you, if you go after McCarthy do you get him on a one to two year deal blossom Donald build him an offense around and then after the two years or the one year, be like, okay, you're gone. Yeah. I don't disagree with you, but the business aspect plays a much larger role in yes. it mm-hmm. um, with the money in terms because the Jets, I don't know how much cap they have. I know I they have a decent it's amount. It's going to be $110 because they're going to cut off Josh McCallum's $10 million. So, right. yeah, so they're going to have a good amount. And they are going to have a good amount. But they'll amount. probably re-sign McCallum. Question, does Josh McCown come back as a coach next year for the Jets? I, I, you know, don't, that- I don't know about coach. But maybe just cut him down for a backup quarterback, maybe like three or four million, just to make him like a third string, second string. Because he's he, gonna be forty. Yeah, but he, he but yeah, but he he still mentors Sam Darnold, and they're like best friends. That would like to be a coach. Yeah, get him off like the salary, get him off all him that. As a quarterback coach or something, just to yeah. keep that mentor. He's a very smart guy. Yeah, he is. He's a very smart. Then guy. Then keep him in the organization. And I, I hate to say this, the smartest quarterbacks are the ones that are not uh, the smartest coaching. Quarterbacks are the ones that are actually not very successful at the NFL level. Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez is a very smart intellectual quarterback who's just not very talented yeah, at happens. the NFL level. For perfect example, Dan Orlovsky. Look what he's doing on ESPN. Like you know, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Uh, you know, it's, it's yeah, no, it, it does. I mean, it, it's sad to say that <laughs> that some of these guys are very smart but aren't very good in the NFL. Tim Tebow, but. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. No. Well, no. He wasn't good in the NFL, but he's a he's a smart quarterback. Yeah. Like that, that's yeah. what I mean. So the other news about the Jets: Anunua signs a multi-year deal today, uh, four years up to potentially thirty-six million. Is this something you want to do with a guy that has been battling injuries? He missed all of last year. He's been in and out of the lineup this year. I mean, arguably, he's their best wide receiver. But what's the deal here? What's the beef? Why is he getting? This extension are the Jets just desperate to lock up what they have? I feel like the Jets see the free agent class this year. It's and a desperation move. It's it it's more of a yeah. It's more just to keep him because what Golden Tate you have Emmanuel Sanders come off Achilles in uh, torn ACL or Achilles or whatever, and I, I, I yeah it's more just to keep him. He, he's a good number two. The Jets still need that number one, and you're he's not going to get man. it. And you're not going to get it mm-hmm. for. In this year's free agent, so they're hoping he becomes a number one. Quincy Anunua is a good slot number two. Yeah. Unless they kind of like what Sterling yeah. Shepard is yes. for the Giants. Yeah. yeah, he's a good number two wide receiver. Sterling Shepard's a good number two wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and I'm second to Odell. That's what the Jets are hoping. He can maybe become a number one, but he's he's not. He's not and ideally, one. Robbie Anderson should be their number one. He mm-hmm. should, in a perfect world, yeah, 
but it, it's not happening. <laughs> it's not panning out right now. Maybe he needs a little more time. How much more time do you want to give a guy, though? You know, I, I usually like a three-year window. Okay. And he's this year two. Yeah, year number two. I mean, in the last three or four weeks, he's he's look he's looked better. He looks, but I mean, last it's second full good. year at least. Yeah, yeah. oh, second yeah. full year. Yeah, yeah. So he okay. came in. Um, now, before we go to the Giants here, let's talk about this Jets-Patriots game this weekend. Dawes pr- predicts, predicts the Patriots to win 29-21. to uh, Weird, he has the extra point in there. Uh, possible <laughs> two-point conversion or a bunch of field goals, whatever. Uh, Darnold has a good, strong outing to end the season. Let's pick this game. And what do we expect? Kyle Earhart. Uh, <laughs> I want to choose the Patriots 30 Jets, 23. They'll keep it close, and then the Patriots will go away in the fourth quarter. Kind of like the game we saw with Buffalo last week. Yeah. Buffalo struggled to score, but the game was close. Uh, Evan? I'll go Patriots, 28. Jets, 27. The one point they Ooh. lose out on is that Jason Myers missed extra point towards the end of the game. Oh, wow. I like that. James? Uh, I'm going with they always play the Pats close. Um, they do. But Pats do have something to fight for in this game. I'm going with... First round by. Yeah. I'm going with the Jets with the big upset, <laughs> 21, and Pat 17. Wow. I, Jets, James, I'm just going to say, if you hit with Oklahoma and the Jets, I hope you're like playing Lotto next week. This is Review and Preview, folks, <laughs> here on mywcwp.org. Uh, yes, I'm going to pick the Pats. Um, I am going to pick the Pats by a final score of 28 like what Evan had, but I'm going I'm going to give the Jets twenty three points. Okay. I'm not gonna give okay. them twenty seven. The the reason why I, I mean I think the Jets have trouble converting these field goals into touchdowns late in this game. I think New England starts to bulk up a little bit defensively and I think that's something to look out for. Shout out Griffin Ward, a New England Patriots fan watching our Facebook live video. Um, but New England is a lot to play for for that. First round bye to get to the Giants. All righty. The New York football giants lose again Good. to the Indianapolis Colts, 28-27. This is a game the Giants were leading for a while. Um, Weren't they leading for the whole game? They were leading for pretty much the they whole game. Were. And then the Colts come back. Andrew Luck uh, pulls his magic. The Colts find a way. Um, what does this mean for the Giants? I mean... Pat Shermer said it, and James, you have a quote on Shermer, a statement yes. in just one moment, but the Giants are honestly not far off from being a playoff team. It's seen how close they play these really good they, yeah. They've beaten playoff teams. Bears, Texans. They beat the Chicago Bears. They beat the Houston Texans. These are two teams that are potentially in line for a first-round bye this weekend. Um Jason Glickman would like to shout you out, Evan Masters. Um, he is watching oh, hi, Jason. our Facebook Live video. <laughs> Not sure if you remember. Yeah, Evan, shout out Dan Weaver, uh, watching our Facebook Live video as well. Um, look, I really do think that the Giants have an opportunity to win this game. They're actually favored to win this game against Dallas. Well, isn't that because everybody's assuming that Dallas is going to rest Zeke, Dallas, Dak, Zeke, Cooper? No, th- they're they're not going to rest their starters. I, I don't. I mean, maybe it, to play for, right? may, maybe in the second half, but it was pretty much self proclaimed that Dallas wants to beat the Giants. Yeah, I would want to beat the Giants. I would. <laughs> 
I want to beat the Giants, too. I want momentum going into the playoffs in my home yeah. playoff game against the Seattle Seahawks. That's what I want. Yeah. I don't want to lose to the Seahawks in round one. I, I want to keep it going. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying J- Jason Garrett has, you know, he's overstayed his dues. Um, but I don't know. I, I mean, back to this Colts game, though, for a second. Before we get to the Giants-Cowboys game, the defense had some really good takeaways off of Andrew Luck um, in this game. Curtis Riley made a phenomenal interception in the red zone. Barkley struggled to run the ball. The Colts' defense has improved a lot this season, especially with the addition of their rookie middle linebacker, Darius Leonard. Are teams starting to figure out Barkley? Are they really starting to figure Is Barkley hitting a wall, or is just a little uh, slump for him at this point in the year? It might be a little both. It also just could be the Giants' offensive line. It's still not at its best, obviously. Right. I do think that uh, teams are starting to figure him out a little bit on how he yeah. runs, He's per se. Um, but at the same time, I do think that um, it, 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 the Kyle Russo earlier this week, I think we were talking me, Tom, and uh, Kyle Earhart, um, that he, that without Odell being complimentary, may be a little bit more difficult that too. With, to, to get the pressure off of Barkley because you know that Barkley's their guy when Odell's not on the field. To be fair, Odell's been hurt too. Yes. Hurt. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time... Yeah. I don't want to use that as an excuse though. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. But I, I, th- I think though. some teams are trying, are they're, figuring they're out Barkley. They're game planning more for Barkley now. Yeah. Than, um, than Odell. I mean, mm-hmm. y- you look at you look at the defense and stuff. I mean, the, the offense, excuse me. Um, I think they're more game planning offense yeah um i i I do think that dallas um will i mean this kind of dates back to 2004 yeah dallas was going to make the playoffs or no dallas was six and nine with bill parcells as their head coach 2004 it's eli's rookie year the giants come into this game five and ten and they win the game on a tiki barber touchdown 28 24 i see a similar outcome i don't remember if that was the exact score but you guys get the point the giants they have a shot to they're actually favored to win this game and I think, and the Giants haven't played Dallas since week two, and both teams are very. D- Dallas is much better. Oh yeah, and the yeah. Giants are much better. You know, I would agree. Uh, the offensive line is durable, a lot more durable this season. Guys really aren't getting hurt, with the exception of starting center John Jalapio. Uh, guys are staying healthy. It's proven that Nate Sol just signing Nate Solder and drafting Will Hernandez was not enough to fix the problems on the right side of the offensive line. If I'm being completely honest with you, the biggest disappointment on the 53-man roster this season was Patrick Omanik. They signed him for three years, $15 million out of Jacksonville. You don't sign a guy three years, $15 million for him to be cut eight weeks into the season to be your starting right guard. And Patrick Omane, where is he? He's right back in Jacksonville starting on the offensive line right next to Eric Flowers. <laughs> and they what, do you th- what do you think about that? Well, Jacksonville TC. went on like a seven-game losing it's, streak it's, since it's, after they signed both of them. TC, so. T, Tom Coughlin effect. Tom Coughlin <laughs> effect. Uh, shout out John Unterweger, my uh, uncle or my cousin from Oklahoma, tuning into the show. Oh, I know cool. he'll be rooting hard for those Sooners tomorrow. <laughs> um, now my question is, who is the MVP of this Giants team this season? Is it Ultric Rosas or is it Saquon Barkley? Uh, that's what I. That's that, that's what I really want to know. I'm going to have to go. Uh, I would love to say Barkley, but at the same time, I want to say Rosas because he's been making incredible kicks. 
Um, he's also been the most consistent there on that team. That's why I would say Rosas over Barkley, but Barkley does have a lot of positives within his favor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What about you? I I mean, Rosas has been my favorite player to watch this year, and mm-hmm. to have a kicker as my favorite player to watch this year is quite depressing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Barkley has been exciting to watch. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I would put them as co-MVPs. They've both been great. I mean, if Odell had a full year, you could put him up there. Besides that, this team has not had too many bright spots, though. Yeah. What about you, Kyle? Honestly, like it has to be Barkley, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like have you seen what he's done? He's a, yeah. he's a rookie. I mean, we all knew what what the the, the, the sky's the limit for this kid. Mm-hmm. But he, he's a rookie out of Penn State. Like, geez, Louise, he's had such a good year on a, a terrible offensive line. Yeah. Now, you know, also, like thinking, like what Eli's got? What maybe one or two years left? I mean, I, yeah. We don't really like know. we don't know because uh, people. So yeah, so. Now the Giants go this year and draft a quarterback, or we'll see. Uh, but before we get to that, we do have a caller. Caller, please state your name and where you are from. Hi, my name is Cynthia. I'm from Freeport, and I just wanted to say that you entered definitely under Cinco as a top ten. Now your question about Chad. This is Cynthia from Freeport calling, and her question is about Chad Ochocinco potentially being a top 10 wide receiver. Now, you know, it's, it's funny, Cynthia, that you bring this up because this was mentioned on the show a couple of years ago from our engineer Griffin Ward. He thought Chad Ochocinco was a top... Are you saying he should be a top 10 wide receiver of all time? Absolutely. <laughs> um, guys, what, what are your thoughts on that? No, I like Chad Ochocinco. Uh, his son committed to ASU. Which is pretty cool. But, oh wow! Um, yeah, small world, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I mean, he's had a lot of talent. I just there's a lot of talented receivers in the history of the NFL. But, I mean, I can just go Moss. Yeah, but he's definitely top ten. Again, he's six, at least five or six. Five or six. I don't know about five or six, six. all time. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um. Are you a Bengals fan? The tiger, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Cynthia. I, I, my take on it is this: I don't think he's a top ten wide receiver. I mean, I think at best, my, my, my problem is: didn't he always have like off the field issues? Always. He, he was always. Wasn't he like he was dead when he played? He was a top five to ten receiver in the league yes. at the time that he played. I think he he was great. You know, he played alongside. T.J. Hushmanzada for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Um, he did have that, like, one or two years with Terrell Owens as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's right. I completely forgot T.O. was on that team. Now, Cynthia, do you, do you remember Terrell Owens? Do you think he's better than Ocho Cinco? No. No one is <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Cynthia, anything else you'd like to ask us before we let you go? No. Bye. All right, Cynthia, thank you very much. That was Cynthia from Freeport, New York. Um, we appreciate you calling in. And no, I mean, I, I think you know when you feel that strongly about uh, an NFL player, you have every you have every right to think that, um, especially with the talent he displayed on the field. I think with the off the field issues, he could potentially make a case 
with he if he didn't have those off the field no. issues, maybe top twenty, top twenty five of all time. I mean, yeah. at, at, at best, I, that's just my opinion. I, yeah, I would need to do more research. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so uh, back, back to, to the, the Giants. Talking about yeah, quarterback now. Whether whether the Giants should go for a quarterback this draft or do they wait till next year? Now we're talking about the draft pack. Wait, draft. wait for next year. You think wait for next yeah, year? That's a good point. You bring that up, Kyle. Um, I don't know if Tom saw this earlier or any of you guys did, but Odell did say today he wants Eli to get one more ring over Peyton to brag at dinners. <laughs> okay, so, Odell, thanks. So it, it yeah. seems like Odell wants Eli for at least another year. Yeah. It's funny because so at the beginning Sterling of the year, I think in the beginning of the year, didn't like Odell say bad things about Eli, yes. and now he's just, what, changed heart all of a sudden? Yeah. He seems to do that a lot. Yes. Yeah, so, huh. okay. so it's a, it's a little interesting, honestly, for uh, coming from a giant, seeing that mm-hmm. as a giant fan, being like, y- you pretty much bashed this guy in earlier the season. Yeah. And now yeah. now you're pr- now you want him for next season and get him a ring, unless there's something else going on that the press doesn't see and we don't see. My take on this, and this is where me and Kyle Russo have gotten into heated arguments <laughs> on the show this season. Very good. Um, with your I, I bet. All right. I gotta take my Giants hat off because it's super hot here in the studio right now. <laughs> Eli Manning will be much better in Pat Shermer's offense next year. In the second yes. year of Pat Shermer's offense, with they're going to upgrade that offensive line. That's the first thing you got to do. You need to upgrade that offensive line, and <coughs> I just think if they do that, Eli's going to play much better. You have yes. a healthy, and part of it too. A lot of people forget this. Evan Ingram was hurt majority of the season. Eli was playing with Odell, Sterling, and Barkley. And, you know, it's hard because with Odell out, the Giants have become more one-dimensional because teams have focused on – that's why they lost the Tennessee game. Barkley couldn't do anything. Jason Glickman, you're absolutely right um, in, in the in the Facebook comments. Uh, yeah, they were dead in the Tennessee game because yeah. – um, They relied too much. O- Odell being hurt, I don't know if that's the main reason why the Giants are bad. May- maybe it's – for the last couple of weeks, but definitely not for the whole season when they were one and seven with both Odell and Barkley healthy. It was because of it was a con- it was a combination of things. It was poor coaching. It was poor quarterback play. It was poor offensive line. Uh, I don't think Eli was the main issue though. And then people are finally starting to realize that he's not. Yeah, yeah. Eli Manning is not <coughs> the main issue on the New York Football yeah. Giants, which is why. They most likely won't take a quarterback this year. Yeah. The only quarterback they should even look at is Haskins and Greer. I, yeah. I would go Jones. If they could snag if Jones could in the it, second round, yeah, if he's there, which he probably right. won't it, through this draft process, I think you that's someone I think you could take and sit for a year, which I think that's a much safer, op- than, safer option than what they've done the past two years, which has been Davis Webb and Kyle Oletta, two guys who've been yeah. more down on the quarterback list and just hoping they pan out, which was for Webb it didn't, and Loletta we have not yet to see. Yes. I yeah. I mean, do you want to keep Loletta for another season? Because, look, if you get rid of you're, you're ba- you basically wasted two picks in, in, in one in each of the fourth. last two. Like, come on. Yeah. I mean, the the reason why they got rid of Davis Webb was because they thought he was too slow through his progressions, which I think, to be completely honest, was an awful reason to cut him. It wasn't even fair because he never really got a chance. He never got a chance, and the, and the Giants did him wrong by doing that. And I'm happy that he's on another NFL team where Practice he's been squad. granted another opportunity 
on the on the New York Jets practice squad. Yes. Yeah, on the practice squad. Good job. But yeah, that's just <laughs> excellent I've, work, I've, Dave. As well, I've been calling for the Giants just to start Lawada for like the past five weeks. At least so. I'm, I'm glad that they haven't, though. Yeah, because the only game he, they did play in. See, that, that's just where I disagree because the Giants weren't really out of it until when? What was it, last like week? Two, th- last two week. three weeks ago. Yeah. I, like, I since, would like to see them play more now, for sure. Like, ever since, well, not five weeks, but like ever since basically the Giants have been eliminated from playoff contention, Lola just should be playing because as, as great as Eli is and how much he means to this team, there's no reason to be playing him in games that do not matter when you could at least see what you have in a guy that you drafted. With. Well, th- then that's really tomorrow's game because mathematically they were still in. So no, I'm, I'm talking about like since they've been eliminated. So like whatever it was. I, the, go there. I think it was the Redskins game was the first game they were eliminated from yeah. officially. Um, yeah. Also, I would like to award a huge shout out to Scott Simonson who went yes. to Division II Assumption College, a school that plays LIU Post in football. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott, Scott Simonson scored his first NFL touchdown. Congrats to him. Good for him. Congrats. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a great accomplishment. I mean, he's an underrated player. He's a solid backup tight end. You know? yeah, he's, he's a solid backup tight end. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, you're right. He can do. He he can block. He can catch passes. He's kind of like a poor man's Red Ellison. Yes, that, yeah, that's kind of like what I view him as right now. Uh, but guys, the story in this game was the defense could not stop Andrew Luck late in this game. What happened defensively? In the fourth quarter, because in the second half, the Colts outscored the Giants twenty-one to ten, and that's not okay. Uh, Eli, yes, he threw for over 300 yards. He arguably had just one bad throw the entire game, the game-losing interception, but it's on the defense because the offense played well in this game. Shepard, six catches, 113 yards. Evan Ingram had 87 receiving yards. Like, everybody got involved. Simonson, Ellison, Benny Fowler. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Riley had the one interception, but other than that, the only guy that really played well on defense was undrafted rookie... Trey Tay Davis. Yeah, but that's I, it. Oh. And un- yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. But the guy that yeah. shouldn't have made the final roster over Calvin Munson. That's who. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, a key part of that with Shepard playing well was ninety. I think ninety of those receiving yards were in the first quarter. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened. They couldn't get the ball to him all of a sudden, but they. Here we are. You gotta give props. And credit where credit is due, with Chester Rogers and Dontrell Inman, the way they played as yes. the two and three receivers in this game behind T.Y. Hilton, because Eric Ebron did not have a good game. No, and historically, not. the Giants are awful at covering tight ends over the past 15, 20 years. Yeah. I gave that a fantasy advice to like five people. Like, to start Ebron. Start Ebron, because <laughs> the Giants did not play well against tight ends. Well, you were right, but... Not this week. It, it happens. Sometimes, that's the beauty of football. You, sometimes you just don't know. You don't know. And Mal- Malik Hooker had an excellent game. Darius Leonard, Darius Leonard was balling out. He's like, I'm gonna get 40 tackles <laughs> in this game. He finished with nine. He finished. He with was nine. just he very was almost salty. one quarter of the way. Tom, I think we there. even made a prediction on that one uh, on him last week. Or you we... said he might get to 20 tackles, did you? I believe so. Yeah, I, I don't know what I was thinking, but uh, but 11 tackles off. Yeah, <laughs> almost halfway there. You know. But, um, I mean, it, it, the, the Giants definitely have something to really look into within this last game. Yes. Either they, they get uh, – they're, they're saying they're starting Eli, but at least they get, they're going to have to look at their two backups at least. I would like to see both of them or one of them on the starting roster. Well, 
Alex Tammy is only the backup because of that whole football mind mentality. He's not meant to be an actual quarterback for them. And my thing is this. If you're looking at the division next year, the the Giants very may well have this thing. I know it's super. It's way too early (laughs) to even think that. But, look, Washington just lost Smith. They have an aging running back in Adrian Peterson. They don't have many weapons offensively that could stay healthy. Their defense is what's holding them. The, the Eagles, you don't know what Carson Wentz is going to be like next season. You also don't know what their defense. The reason why they're they're on, uh, in terms of borderline playoff hopes right now, is because their defense is that bad. And then Nick Foles finally pulled some magic out of a hat. Again. Where you start to think, like, that there was a guy at work that was saying, oh, they should consider trading Carson Wentz. I, I don't get that at all. Carson no, Wentz has been in the league yeah. for three years. Three. And he was having... I think Nick Foles is thirty. Yes. Yeah. And I. This is also just full in the belief that Carson Wentz came back too early, because this was a guy who had a major leg injury late into last season. Yes. And came back yeah. Yeah. week two. Yeah. No, I, I I agree with you on that. He he did come back too early for especially Dude. yes, <laughs> especially for that injury. Yes. Um, for an inch, and especially how mobile he is yeah. as a quarterback, yeah. especially for a young guy, you ha- it's not like they didn't have they had Nick Foles still. He easily could have played until Wentz felt a hundred percent even. But do yes, you, do yes, you, we yes. Have to, yeah. that's <laughs> how I felt, and that's why I think. Yeah, this is all ridiculous. <laughs> it um, is. I mean. Uh, Will we see Lolita Sunday? I think we will in the, in the second half. Yeah, I, I think, think there's right. a really good chance. He's not going to start the game. So. No. Um, look, if Eli was not sat last year by McAdoo, he'd be pushing far for the streak still. <laughs> that, that was the only reason why. Um, there's no reason. There's not even the streak to play for anymore. Eli's future, does he come back next year? I think he does. I think he is the starting quarterback next season. I think there's nobody else in the free agent market that could potentially be better. You're looking at Nick Foles. Yes, he had success on the Sherman Philly. Okay. That was one season. This is like three to four years later now. Ryan Tannehill, nah, no. Teddy Bridgewater, not over Eli. Te- I think he's going to stay think, in the world. No, I think he is too because that is the perfect situation. It is the perfect. Sit situation. under Breeze until he Him because or, Breeze is done after next year. He signed a two-year, fifty million. After that, he's calling it quits. And what about I? I wouldn't sleep on Taysom Hill either. In the future, <laughs> I, I, I I'm being serious. I mean, I know he no. makes special teams plays. Maybe that's more his game. But I mean, I he, love Taysom Hill. He at least deserves an opportunity. Taysom Hill is my favorite player in the NFL. Because he could do everything. I would put. I, I think he could start a right tackle for the Giants. I should write that down. What? <laughs> I would rather have, and I brought this up on a show earlier this year. I would rather have Riley Dixon start at right tackle than Eric Flowers. Yes, I think. Yeah, you guys did say that. I did say that. You guys remember that now? Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> but I mean, Sean Payton even said, like, if an offensive lineman went down, I'd stick Taysom Hill in there. And, guys, this is going to be my final thing before we pick this Giants game. Heading into Dallas this weekend, I know I don't know if Zach Martin's playing or not. I'm not sure if he is. I, I think there's a chance that he might not play in this game, which is huge. Because if he doesn't play, that gives the Giants a boost in terms of their run defense. Because Josh Morrow has been one of the best uh, run defenders in the NFL this season. His his um. For his position, he's third best in run defense, yeah. Yeah. which is crazy. And a, and a, yeah. I really like him. I know they signed him to a one-year deal. I think they should bring him back. Yeah. Uh, B.J. Hill, R.J. McIntosh, and Dalvin Tomlinson, that's their future D-line, along with Josh yes. Morrow. Those four are solid. And then, look, you start to think, oh, do you bring Vernon back? I don't know if that's a good idea because no, you no. want you want to mm-hmm. se- secure Landon if I you don't think, franchise yes, tag I him. I think my dream for that would be don't bring back Vernon. You have Lorenzo Carter on one Carter. side. 
draft Josh Allen, not quarterback, the linebacker to Kentucky, who I think is one of the yes. best edge rushers in the draft, and just create that front seven. I like that idea a lot. And then, you know, because Connor Barwin's old, he hasn't yes, panned he was, out to be he what was he was. He was meant to be a, just a filler for a year. If, yeah. if you want to bring him back as a backup, okay. Like, I wouldn't be against it. But um, I, I do think that my philosophy is this. 2004, they won the final game against Dallas. Next year, they went 11-5, and and they won the division. If they win this game Sunday, it adds momentum to next season. It does. Yeah. It really does, and it builds you confidence as a young football team to potentially win this game. Now, Shermer's statement on close losses. Yes. So he came out the other day um, saying that you've got – this is what Shermer said. You've got to go out and take these wins, dot, dot, dot. Nothing's given to you in the in this league. you got to go take it when you're close at the end. You've got to find a way to make enough plays at the end and take the victory. Yeah. So in my, in my thinking, it seems like he either didn't call the right plays or, or the guys on the field weren't. 100% committed in at the very end of the game. Fair enough. Um, on that note, let's pick this game. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to say Giants win this game 24-21. Did you already have that in your head? Like That yeah. was pretty quick. You <laughs> went like that. Uh, Kyle, go. Uh, Cowboys win 35-21. Two touchdowns. Zeke gets three touchdowns. Dak looks good. 35 points? <laughs> I hope the Cowboys crush him, to be honest. I hope it's more than 14. <laughs> Evan Masters. I'm going to go low score. Good I'm going to go... Let's go 17-16 Cowboys. James. 21-10 New York Giants. I like that. All right, so we wrap up the Giants, and before we get to Team of the Week, there's just in the Syracuse Orange have defeated the West Virginia Mountaineers by a final score of 34 to 18, Syracuse finishes the season 10 and 3, and then Kyle Russo actually has picked Alabama to win the entire college football playoff, and they he pick, he's picking them to play Clemson in the final. All right, so on that note, it is time for our team of the week segment and team of the year as well. So how this will work is we will go over our team of the week first, and then we will do our team of the year. Um, who would like to go first? Kyle, you seem very confident. Of course. (laughs) So my team of the week is going to be the New York Islanders going 3-1 on the road trip, on the West Coast road trip, and up 4-3 in the third period. So possibly 4-1 in the last five games. And my team of the year is going to be from the World Cup. I'm going to pick France just because uh, the coach was under fire. They're saying, oh, he's going to get fired mid-World Cup, and he went up winning the World Cup and shutting up all his haters. So, yeah. James. I uh, team of the week. I'm going to go with the Brooklyn Nets. They have been on a very nice hot streak, and it it it's about time to be honest with you. They're turning it around. And team of the year, I am going to go with the New York Islanders on signing their head coach, um, which will bring them. I'm hoping a lot of uh, stability heading into later part of this season and next season, and getting into their new stadium. All right. Evan. Oh, a little homerism here, but uh, my team of the week is Arizona State basketball for beating Kansas, which was completely unexpected. 
they beat him Lawrence last year, and then to beat him at home, to beat the home and home, it was just a huge game, and there was just to have that ability to beat top teams will show that Arizona State will go far this year. Team of the year, you know, we'll go, we'll go with the Arab, we'll go with Alabama football. They've been the most dominant I think out of any team this year. They won the national title game to start it off, and they haven't lost since. So yeah. Tough. All good picks so far. My team of the week is the Baltimore Ravens because they beat the Chargers and they're putting themselves in prime position to win the AFC North in a year where everybody thought, oh, Pittsburgh's going to win it again. Well, now guess what? you got to worry about a rookie quarterback in Lamar Jackson who is the only rookie quarterback that's probably going to make the postseason this season. Out of all the rookie quarterbacks, the only one of note out of the big five, Lamar Jackson. Yes. Starting a potential home playoff game. Um, in terms of my team of the year, um, <laughs> see, this is where it gets tough because, you know, every year from all different sports, you know, France, you pick soccer, James, you picked hockey, Evan, you picked college football. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's really tough. Um, I'm going to go ahead and as much as it pains me to say my team of the year, um, if the Eagles didn't play this bad this season, I would have picked them yeah, because I it, too. It, it's their first it's their first Super Bowl in franchise history. But my team of the year is going to be um, the Notre Dame women's basketball team. Why? <laughs> because they won a national championship without their star player in Brianna Turner, and they beat UConn women's basketball. And UConn women's basketball is the most successful the the most successful team in all of sports, I think, over Bama Crimson, because Alabama lost the game last season, you know? I, I mean, I think UConn is the most... Yes. It, it's close between Alabama football and UConn women's basketball, but I have to give UConn women's basketball a slim yep. edge. Dominance. A, yep. a slim edge. And every year they're always dominant. Do think yeah. that's fair? Yep. I know, probably three guys at curveball, but we got to throw women's sports in there as well. No, it's no, that's, no, no, um, yeah. On that note, um, team of the week, team of the year is over. We're going to step aside for another quick break, and when we come back, we are going to spend time, a whole landscape of the NFL playoff picture, and we'll review and preview this week's games. You're listening to Review and Preview here on MyWCWP.org. This is Review and Preview on WCWPSports.org. Good evening and welcome back to Review and Preview, folks. James, did you know I actually work at NBC up in Stanford, Connecticut? Oh, no, I knew that. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you for playing that. I'm your host, Tom Scavetta of Review and Preview here on MyWCWP.org and Facebook Live. Join alongside James Montefusco, Kyle Earhart, and our guest for tonight, Evan Masters. Evan, welcome back. Thank you. uh, you've lasted an hour and 50 <laughs> minutes. You held up pretty good. Your first time yeah. ever appearing on Review and Preview. We appreciate you here. Um, all right, so we just spent an hour and 15 minutes talking about the Jets, the Giants, college football playoff, and... Our team of the week and our team of the year. Let's move on to the NFL. Um, big things happening this week. Uh, it was just announced today, actually, or I believe it might have been yesterday. Uh, Buffalo Bills defensive tackle Kaya Williams retiring after 13 seasons. He's been around forever, and, um, you know, it's tough. He said, I don't think a place has ever meant more to anyone than what Buffalo means to me. It's always going to hurt walking away. But I know it's the right time. Look, this guy played for not a great 
franchise in his time as a Bill, but he did make the playoffs last season, and that was a huge accomplishment, and he had an outstanding career to play at such a high level for this long of a time. Thank you, Kyle Williams, yes. for being a great NFL player. Um, he entered the league in 2006 as the as a fifth-round pick. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure he barely missed any starts. Uh, He's really become a mainstay on that defensive line. Um, yeah, five-time Pro Bowler, class act. Yes, quoted by Sean McDermott. Um, all right. So, speaking of the Bills, uh, they are out of playoff contention. However, last week they did not fare out well against the New England Patriots. Uh, that was a rough game. Uh, talking about last week's locks and upsets, nobody. Well, James, you picked the Bills as your upset. You were incorrect. <laughs> Again, yeah. uh, I was the only, I was the only one that went two and zero oh last week. You went one and one. I did. I thought it was James went one and one, and Russo went one and one. Shout out to Kyle Russo. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't know what's so funny about that. <laughs> Just should I shout him out. Uh, I mean, he went one and one. Why would we shout him out? <laughs> uh, we haven't. Brought, I don't think we brought his name up much tonight. You know, nah. it's a key part to the show. Kyle Russo, yeah. we hope you're listening on mywcwp.org. Um, yeah. So <laughs> Buffalo last week, uh, you know, Josh Allen, he had a decent game. It wasn't great. New England played well defensively. Um, you know, Buffalo's defense played well. They actually had uh, Rex Burkhead cough up the football. And I'm pretty sure Brady threw two picks in that game. So their defense was a staple in that game. Their offense just couldn't put up points. They couldn't put up points. You know, when your best weapons are Zay Jones, Foster, and LaShawn McCoy, that's a problem, as Kai Russo would say. That's a problem. <laughs> um, but, yeah, other games last week, the Titans defeated the Redskins to keep their playoff hopes alive. They they won 25-16. to The Ravens upset the Chargers, and they held them to under 200 total yards on Saturday, which is insane. Impressive. Yeah. Um, the Colts beat the Giants. The one team Eli Manning has never, ever beat in his career is still the Indianapolis Colts. He's beat every other team in the NFL. Uh, Drew Brees conquered the league. Brady has won against 29 teams. Eli, 28. Yeah. <laughs> Only team he hasn't beat, the Colts and the Giants. All right. Jacksonville beats Miami. Jacksonville wins for just the second time in the past 11 games. The Falcons beat the Panthers. Christian McCaffrey Bravo for the most catches by a running back in a single season in NFL history. Actually got to work that game. That was a fun game to work. Um, I thought that big play to Calvin Ridley, that big touchdown, he really made some good catches for them late. And um, that kid Hill, you know, Tevin Coleman didn't get many looks in this game, which annoyed me fantasy-wise. But, uh, you know, Hill, he had a solid game. And the Panthers... Poor Falcons. So much talent. Ron Rivera. Poor Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke. He got his opportunity. He got hurt. He came back in the game, and then he's now done for the year. Kyle Allen, though, when he appeared on Sunday, he looked decent. Uh, you know, he led the Panthers down the field. He looked pretty good. Yeah. He really did. Uh, the Browns sweep the Bengals. First time that's happened since 2002. The Hugh Jackson effect. The Hugh Jackson effect. Baker staring down Hugh. Um, so funny. Yeah. It's... Uh, it's tough because, you know, you start to think Baker may potentially win this Rookie of the Year because the Browns are 7-7-1. Seven, seven, and one. The Browns are one blocked field goal of Zane Gonzalez away from playing for the division this weekend AC against the Baltimore Ravens. Want to hear a fun fact? Sure. Uh, the Browns also have a better record than the Giants and Jets for the first time. That's right. Good for them. 
tag. That's not a good fun fact. Well, look, it, it's, fact. What ba- <laughs> it's what Baker has surrounded himself around him too this season. You got Jarvis Landry, you got Nick Chubb, you got Joku on offense. You have some better offensive linemen up front for him, and defensively, they've been solid yes. for the most part. And they're only going to get better. That's right. Uh, you know, drafting Chubb with the fourth overall pick. I mean, or uh, Ward, Ward, Denzel sorry. Ward. Denzel Ward. Ooh, Ward. Who's had a good year He's also. Had a pretty good year. Yeah. The Cowboys beat the Bucks, uh, 27-20, boo. Uh, Kyle Rudolph leads the Vikings to a 27-9 victory to keep Minnesota currently in the sixth seed. Kyle Rudolph is such an underrated tight end out of Notre Dame. Nine catches, 122 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Matt Patricia is not a very disciplined head coach. Yeah. He, he, he's really not good. Yeah. Five and ten. Um, they're the dogs of the NFC North, as Dawes would say. Um, <laughs> they beat the Patriots. They did, and the Patriots just won their 10th consecutive division title. I will give Detroit that. The Eagles upset the Texans at home. Um, James, that was your lock, surprisingly. Whoa. Yeah, whoa, was right. The Nick Foles effect, huh? Maybe that makes up for your uh, Buffalo pick over New England. Yeah, yeah, definitely does. Definitely does. Uh, Zach Gertz, however, most receiving... Most receptions by a tight end in a single season ever, over 111 receptions in a season. That's, That's outstanding. Now, is he the best tight end in football? He's he's always yeah. always on the field. I know Gronk. I know when Gronk's playing, he's one of the best, but he's never on the field. My number one tight end is Travis Kelsey because I, I think he is the most most valuable player to the Chiefs' yes. offense. Okay. I said that yeah. very carefully. Yes. Because yeah. without him right now, where are they? Because they're the Kareem Hunt. In uh, this di- dismissal has hurt them a lot more than people have thought because Pat Mahomes is two and three in his last five yeah. games and he has not looked good. He's turned the ball over <laughs> like a machine. Right now, it's Kelsey, but watch out for George Kittle. Had yes, I had him on my fantasy team he this year. Love broke out and it's he's a rookie and with Garoppolo coming back next year, he's only going to get better. Yeah, I think so. Which we got to talk about Nick Mullins because Nick Mullins yes. through seven career games, he has the fifth most passing yards since 1970. He's looked pretty well. He's got some good backup value. D- does Nick Mullins earn himself a starting job on another, on another team next year, or do the I, 49ers keep him as like a backup? They, I like think they keep him as a backup. The Eagles yeah. do with Foles, except a much different situation because he's like eight years younger. But you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I think teams uh, look at Mullins that need a quarterback. Rams beat the Cardinals 31-9, to 12-3. Aaron Donald, 19-and-a-half sacks on the year franchise record he is three shy from breaking Strahan's re- three and a half shy from breaking Strahan's record does he do it well uh, he's Strahan th- hopes he does well he's playing That's- for he's playing against the Cardinals yeah so it's possible but it's I don't still know tough if, task I don't know if he gets three and a the half the Cardinals yeah, I mean, it takes three and a half to break it. It takes yeah, three, three and a half to tie it. Yeah, yeah. Um, if that's tough. Can, Cardinals are going to get the number one pick. Now, this leads me to ask you this: Who's better uh, for defensive player of the year, Khalil Mack or Aaron Donald? I, I think I, if, I know what I'm going with. If 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 Khalil Mack played the whole season, Khalil Mack. But I think Aaron Donald had three three sat three and a half sacks off the record. Fun fact: I disagree. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> the Bears are not in the playoffs without Khalil Mack. Yes. The, the the Bears are better without Khalil Mack, but they're not in the playoffs. When you look at the defensive MVP of the league this year, it's definitely Khalil Mack. I mean, I understand Aaron Donald has got all the sacks that you want. Yeah. But I think you just got to give it to Khalil Mack because the defense has rallied around him. You look at Akeem Hicks, who's going to the Pro Bowl. Eddie Jackson's been outstanding. Kyle Fuller, Prince Amukamara, Danny Trevathan. This whole defense. They're good. Yes. He brought they're in one of the life. best in the league. He, Khalil Mack. 
clear vision to this Bears team, yeah. and people are starting to compare it to the '85 defense. Like, whoa, well, they're a dark horse. There, they're yeah. a dark horse for the Super Bowl. They are a dark horse. They're I, honestly I, at this point in the season, I think I, they're the second best team in the NFC. No, I think they're better than the Rams. I don't think they're better than the Rams. They beat the Rams or the or the Seahawks. <laughs> I, I think the Seattle Seahawks are better <laughs> better than the Bears, to be honest with you. Russell Wilson's a much better quarterback yeah, than Trubisky. Seattle just lose to the 49ers? Tom, Tom. If, if the Bears just if, beat the Rams, the listen, Bears also listen, lost listen, to the Giants listen, listen, listen. without Trubisky. Like, yes. Russell Wilson is, what, a top five quarterback in the league? And he's top better than six, Trubisky. Top, top six or seven. Their defense is top ten. They're definitely not better than the Bears' defense, but I I think the Seattle Seahawks are, are a very good team and that could beat the the Bears. I don't think the Bears are ready just yet. Well, just Seattle yet. will not have the opportunity I, to play the Bears no. because they most likely won't get past the Rams. I and round I two. have the Bears as the second best team in the NFC behind the Saints. Behind the Saints, the it's NFC. very close between them and the Rams. It's very close, but the Saints are going to have home field advantage. Yeah, which is yeah. huge because no one's going to beat the Saints. Chicago has the best shot out of any team in the NFC over Seattle. That's my opinion. That's mine, too, because we've seen, we've seen the Saints beat the Rams. Speaking of the Bears, they beat the 49ers, something the Seahawks couldn't do. The Bears <laughs> beat them 14-9. to 9. The Bears... <laughs> Barely. The transitions. The Bears win 14-9. to 9. They have won 11 games in a season for the first time since 2010. The Saints beat the Steelers, clinch home field advantage in the playoffs. Yes, I know Pittsburgh is coming off a win against New England, and they lose to the Saints on the road. It's a tough place to play. But the Steelers have laid their own bed, to be completely no, honest. They lost to the Raiders. They, they tied to the Browns. They lost to the Raiders. They've lost games that they shouldn't the have lost. They don't deserve to make no. the playoffs, in my opinion. It's probably going to be Baltimore. Um, other two games, the Seahawks. Uh, I don't know if you want to call it an upset or not, but we'll say it is. They upset the Chiefs at home to clinch a playoff berth at 9-6. and six. Russell Wilson has definitely been the MVP of that team this oh, season. Oh, Seahawks beat the Chiefs. Um, the Seahawks did beat the I Chiefs. Mean, it, a, struggling, in Seattle, a struggling Chiefs team. In Seattle. A win is a win at the end of the day, guys. It yeah. is a, a yes. win is a win playing at the Seattle end of the game. However, the playing task. in Seattle is Especially a tough Especially for a young quarterback. For a 23-year-old quarterback, that is the same age as two of the people here in the studio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's crazy to think about, but um, the effect of Kareem Hunt has hurt Kansas City. We're yes. not saying Kansas. Yeah. Look, if Kareem Hunt is there, Kansas City, hands down, the best team in the AFC, they probably beat the Chargers because the problem was the reason why the Chargers came back, they couldn't run the football, they couldn't keep the offense on the field, yeah. and Phillip Rivers just kept going up and down. Yeah. Like Dawes said, he could run a whole offense against the Chiefs with his wife and kids. <laughs> it's just one of those things where you think about it, and the Chiefs have been ice cold right now. You don't want that going into the playoffs. But let's see. They play the Raiders again this week. They get back on track. Speaking of the Raiders, John Gruden wins on Christmas Eve. <laughs> don't, don't be so fast to call him out. They Goodbye, beat the Broncos 27-14. Is this the last game in the Oakland Coliseum yes. ever? Yes. Most likely. Um, Where do they go next? That's interesting. I've heard Engl- uh, England. I've, Sorry, I've, Vegas. I've heard San Fran for a year just playing in where the Giants play. Yeah. That's possible. I heard they're going overseas for their home games. That that would be interesting if they go to. I've heard a couple of. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I've heard a couple of different. But we'll see. But the storyline of this game: Philip Lindsay is the third undrafted rookie to ever rush for over a thousand yards. Congrats to Philip Lindsay. The only reason why he's in the Pro Bowl is because of Kareem Hunt. The whole thing, in my my opinion. Uh, Yeah, probably, but he's had an outstanding year, though. I mean, grew up in Colorado, went to Colorado State, undrafted. 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 Which is key. Worked his way up to depth chart over, even 
drafted Royce Freeman and became the running back for them. Yeah, see, I like when these undrafted guys make good stories. Um, you know, um, guys like Victor Cruz on the Giants, you know, uh, out of UMass. But, it's uh, always good to see. Anyway, um, yeah, it was a crazy week in the NFL. Rivers did not look good in their game against the Ravens. That's why the Ravens are my team of the week because Lamar Jackson outplayed Phillip Rivers. I was at mm. Bobby Valentine's in Stanford watching that game again. <laughs> Second out of the last three weeks I've been there. Uh, look, Stanford's a fun place. Uh, is the Magic back in Philly? Falls was great. He only had four incompletions the whole game. Four touchdowns, one pick. Um, yeah. So now let's go over the playoff scenarios before we go over lock and upset. Ooh, actually, speaking of playoff scenarios, the Indianapolis Colts, who have been by far one of the most impressive teams in the AFC over the last ten weeks, uh, their former punter, Pat McAfee, will actually make his NFL broadcasting debut on Sunday in the Week 17 game between the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions. Talk about the importance of special teams. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he in the one college game he did earlier, he was great. Yeah. And then he did Texas Tech Baylor. He, he brings a new life to the commentary that you usually don't get, and it's very entertaining. Kind of like what Tony Romo does. Yes. 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 Tony Romo is very good at what he does in the booth. As much as you may dislike him, he's a very good guy. He's a genuine guy, and he does his job up there in the booth. Now let's go over these playoff scenarios. The playoffs coming up, things are crazy. Look at the playoff picture right now. The AFC, the Chiefs are the one seat over the Chargers because of their divisional record. Right now, the two is the New England Patriots after the Texans lost to the Eagles and then New England beating Buffalo. They are back at the two. The three is currently Houston. Deshaun Watson's had an outstanding season. DeAndre Hopkins has been great. Yes, they lost Will Fuller, but guys have stepped up to the plate and have made plays for them. Their defense has been great with Watt, McKinney, Clowney, those guys. Kareem Jackson as well has been awesome to watch. And then you got the four seed in the AFC. Now, after their win against the Chargers upsetting them, the Baltimore Ravens, the five is currently the Colts. The Chargers. 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 Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. The Chargers, Chargers of course. Uh, I'm, see, I'm thinking the Chargers are higher because they have a better record. You know, it yeah. starts to get you to think a little bit, you know, even though they're better than most of those division winners right now. And then the five is the Chargers, and then the six is the Colts. Yes. And then on the outside looking in, Tennessee is the seven, and, mm-hmm. and then Pittsburgh the eight. is the eight. Uh, look, the only reason why Pittsburgh is still in is because the, the, the Browns, Pittsburgh has a better shot of beating Cincinnati than the Ravens do with the Browns. Yep. Who's better right now? The Ravens, but... Ravens team is really hot. If they find a way to get in, nobody wants to play them. They have, in my opinion, they might have the best defense in the a- in the AFC out of all the teams in the playoffs. Yeah. Let's. I mean, let's. Think, no one I mean, that, well, well, they're the yeah. number one defense. So yeah. I mean, says it all right we there. Another, um, Ra- another Ravens Chargers game. So and what's think. crazy is that the Ravens can still get the two seed. Somehow, the Ravens, Colts, Titans, Pats, Texans could all potentially still, they're all still in line for a first round bye. How crazy is that three, nine, and six teams can possibly get a first round bye at 10 and six if they win this week? Is that not insane? It's it goes to show you not how the AFC is having a down year. Teams are beating each other up. You know, yes. Kansas City's dropped off because of Hunt. New England, they've had a typical New England year, but to a lesser degree, because other teams are getting better, like the Texans, like the Chiefs, like the Ravens, These and the Chargers, are, is most important of them all. 
I think the Chargers are the dark horse to potentially come out of the AFC if teams keep beating each other up. Because they're going to probably win the the 5-4, whoever it's against. Um, Which leads me to say, who do we think gets into the playoffs for the AFC? First of all, who gets the two seed? I think it's New England. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's, it's got to be New England, right? It's, it's going to yeah. be New England. They're the easiest playing game. the Jets yeah. this weekend. Yeah, New England. And then what, the Texans get three? Texans play Texans the Jags. Texans play the Jaguars. So I think and what's fair. crazy is that Houston, Tennessee, and the Colts are all still alive for the division, but the Texans just got to take care of business against the Jaguars, and then they win the AFC South. They'll uncrown the AFC South champs of last year. Yes. And then... Obviously, we got Baltimore. Do we think Baltimore is definitely getting in, or do you think Pittsburgh's going to find a way in? Um, if Baltimore was not playing the Browns, I would definitely see the Ravens. And I, it's crazy <laughs> that we're saying that, right? To be completely honest, do you think Steelers? I think the Steelers are getting in. Only because the Browns are hot right now, and Baker Mayfield is going to go all out. The Browns have nothing to lose. The, the Ravens are starting a rookie quarterback against a Browns team that is much improved. Um, I would love to see the Ravens make the playoffs over the Steelers. And the Ravens are home. Let's let's keep that in mind. They clinched the AFC North with the win. But yep. the Steelers are also home against the Browns. Yeah. But Pittsburgh has also lost four out of their last five. They're not yeah, good they're this year. I mean, James Conner's hurt too now, right? So... And if we want to throw it back to last year, the Bengals were a big part in not getting a team into the playoffs, yeah. even when they were out. Yep. They yeah, I mean, out. I know they have a backup quarterback this time around with Jeff Driscoll. And Green has been hurt. Boyd. So, Boyd, yeah. Um, so what What do we think, guys? Ravens or Steelers? Ravens. 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 I'm hoping Ravens. I mean, you're saying the Browns are hot, but the Ravens are just as hot, even not hotter. Yeah. And then you got the winner go home. You got the Titans versus the Colts. The Colts. Yeah, the, lo- the loser of that game will obviously not yep. get in. Um, unfortunately. So only one of those two teams can get in. Marcus Mariota is questionable for Sunday. And right now, guys, it does not look good because he's saying, I'm going to do everything I can to play. When a player says that, that's never a good thing. That's never a good thing. I think you got to throw him out there. Who's their backup? Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert. The Blaine train. (laughs) Listen, the only way the Titans win this game, <laughs> the, the only way the Titans win this game is if Derrick Henry runs for 300 yards or maybe 250 yards. To, to, be, to, to be fair, Derrick Henry has been the second best yeah. running back in football the last three yeah. weeks. No. That's the uh, to me. That's the only way I guess behind winning. behind Christian McCaffrey. This yeah. for, my, for the record. This is my conspiracy theory: is that the Titans are kind of like waiting on Derrick Henry. Yeah. Until, like, the last four weeks, and then just unleash them to the rest of the NFL. This is now the Sunday night game. Worth it. Definitely great choice. The Colts and the Titans. And the Titans are home. Let's keep that in mind. They're in Tennessee. And they have the third best in the last three years, the third best home record in the NFL. The Titans are 6-1 and at home this season. Yep. Keep that in mind as well. Mm -hmm. But if Mariota doesn't play... And and Andrew Luck has never lost the the Titans. The Colts started 1-5. How how on earth... It's a combination of Andrew Luck, T.Y. Hilton, T.Y. Hilton, Eric Ebron, Marlon exploded. Mack. Yeah, Marlon Mack exploded out of nowhere too. So, the NFC is much more simple. It's between the Vikings and the Eagles for the six, but seeding is up in the air. Uh, the Bears can still take the two away from the Rams. I don't think it will happen, but I think there's a chance. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, the Vikings are playing to just get in. Do the Bears play to keep the Vikings out? Or are the Bears just playing for next week at this point? You know, I think you got to play to keep the Vikings out. I would much rather play the Eagles in a 3-6 than the Vikings in a 3-6. Because there's a chance the Bears and Vikings can play again next week. And the Vikings are at home. If they win this game, they establish momentum into next week, and then they got to play the Bears again. Remember, the Vikings can still jump Seattle for the five. Yep. If Seattle beats yeah. the Niners. Wait, wait, wait. So you just said you'd rather have the Bears would rather face the Vikings over the Eagles? I would ra- If I'm the Bears, I'd rather play the Eagles over yeah, the see, Vikings. <laughs> see, I'd rather play the Vikings. Why would you want to play the Red Hot Eagles? Like, a team that's coming back, slowly getting better their and defense better. Their defense like will year. eventually. But, but, but they still have Fletcher Cox, who's really good. Their, their front seven still the same from last year. It's the secondary. I know it's the secondary, but that's the Red Hot Eagles. I can't name I, I one want to play player there. on that secondary besides Malcolm Jenkins. Their whole secondary is, like, dead. I mean, we got yeah. Corey Graham. Uh, I can't even name anybody else. That one guy who had a really good game last that, week. Well, that one guy. That one guy. Yeah, it's yeah. self-explanatory. Exactly. Don't so want to get in. Like, I think Seattle's locked as the five, no? Um, yes. Minnesota yeah. or Philly, who's getting in? It's Vikings well, for me. The Eagles are going to win. They're playing a decimated Redskins team. It's a matter of can the Vikings beat the Bears. If the Giants beat the Vikings, I think – I'm sorry. <laughs> if the Giants beat the Bears, the Vikings can beat the Bears. And you know what's funny? The Giants beat the Bears. The Bears beat the Rams. The Chiefs beat the Rams. Seahawks beat the Chiefs. Think about that oh for boy. a minute. <laughs> think about that for a minute. The Giants beat the Bears, who beat the Rams. Who lost to the Chiefs? I mean, it's, it's a revolving it's, door. It is. Um, yeah, I mean, the Eagles right. definitely have the easier road here. I'm going to say Eagles. Eagles get in. They sneak in. Yeah. I think the Eagles are sneaking in as well. Eagles are on the road, though. Minnesota's home. Keep that in mind. And the Vikings are a very good home team yep. with Kirk Cousins, at quarterback, this who's going to want to get back into the playoffs. On that note, um, last week I went 2-0 with my picks. I picked the Rams and the Ravens. <coughs> James, you picked the Eagles and the Bills. Kyle Earhart, you picked the Bears and the Jets. Kyle Russo picked the Colts and the Bucks. Dawes and Kyle Russo have sent us their picks for this week. Kyle Russo, um, he is picking the Saints as his lock over the Panthers. And for his upset, he is picking the Browns over the Ravens. Mike Dawes, his lock, he has three teams, apparently. I mean, he has the Rams, Pats, and Colts. He's got to pick one, so I'm not going to – I'm going to ask him next week what his lock actually was or text him tonight. Um, and then his upset, uh, bad week for dogs. <laughs> That's Mike wrote on the <laughs> But he's going to go Tampa Bay over Atlanta at home. The Buccaneers. Um, you heard about – you heard what Deshaun Jackson yeah. says? He wants to move on from Tampa Bay. He wants to move on from everywhere he goes. I mean, like. I think he's wanted to move on from Tampa him. Bay ever since he saw the Jameis Winston eating W's thing. Cause. Yeah. All right. So, um, Evan, who is your lock and who is your upset? We no. can pick duplicate games this week. All right. Uh, my lock is easily, I think, going to be the Eagles over the Redskins. The Eagles have something to play for. The Redskins don't. They're starting Josh Johnson, a quarterback. No Jordan Reed. Just This team is decimated, and the Eagles will get through. Mm-hmm. And for my upset, I'm really going to go bold. I have faith in the Bengals. I want to see the Steelers lose. 
So we're going to go with the Bengals over the Steelers. I don't care if Jeff Driscoll or anyone else. They're going to be and create another miracle in which the Ravens get in. We pay the Ravens because, remember, they beat the Ravens to get them out of the playoffs over the Bills. Right. So we're going to go Bengals over the Steelers. Kyle Earhart. Now, are we going upset based off of record or of the money line? Doesn't matter. Okay, because... No ties here. All right, so my lock is going to be the Seattle Seahawks over the Cardinals. And for here, just because they're the underdogs, I'm going to choose the Bears over the Vikings, just because they're the underdogs. So that's my upset. James. I am going to go with my upset, Browns over the Ravens. And then my lock will be Rams over 49ers. I like that lock. My lock is going to be the New York football <laughs> Giants. Finishing, beating Dallas 24-20-1, and going 6-10 and on the season. They're going to beat the Cowboys. And then my upset, ooh, there's a lot of fun ones, potentially. There's a lot of intriguing, tasteful, potential one. upsets. Um <laughs> tough uh i'm gonna be different um i know the colts and titans play on sunday night i'm gonna go tennessee i i uh, um only because no nobody is expecting titans to get in and they're at home they're gonna have the home crowd they have derrick henry and if they utilize derrick henry in their offensive line they could keep the ball out of andrew luck's hands and like i said nobody's expecting the titans to win this game Despite them being at home, the Colts are red hot. So I'm going to go yeah. with. I, I mean, look, I'm at big risk for 0 2 this yeah. week, but you know why not? It's week 17. Tom, go Tom's all out. on the Tom's on the Blaine train. Go all out. Blaine train. Yes. <laughs> on that note, we're going to step aside for our final break of the evening. When we come back, we're going to talk some college and NBA hoops. You're listening to Review and Preview here on mywcwp.org. Review and preview. No sleep till. They may be the hottest team in the Eastern Conference. The Brooklyn Nets are for real. As they lose to the Charlotte Hornets tonight, one hundred to eighty-seven. On that note, welcome back to Review, <laughs> preview, preview, folks. I am your host, Tom Scavetta, joined alongside Evan Masters, Kyle Russo. James Montefusco, oh, it's our uh, Kyle Earhart. He's here in our spirits. Sorry. Ouch. <laughs> it is our final 15 minutes of the show. We're going to talk about college first and then get into some NBA hoops. Uh, last Saturday night, St. John's defeated Sacred Heart University by a score of 104 to 82. The St. John's Red Storm are 12 and 0, and they are currently getting votes for top 25 ranking. And they are currently um, ranked above Villanova right now, last year's national champion in the Big East. Who would have thought that St. John's would be this good early on in the season? About time. The real test <laughs> comes tomorrow night at 8.30 p.m. against Seton Hall. Um, Seton Hall upset Kentucky. So this is a huge challenge for the Red Storm. Are they are they are they up to the challenge? I know you're a big St. John's guy. Are they up to the challenge tomorrow? I think they're most certainly up for the challenge. They have the biggest player of the year, Shamori Pons. They have Clark. They have they have a very good bench. I think they could definitely beat Seton Hall and yeah. slide into that top twenty five, which they deserve. Yeah. 
one of the last five ranked uh, undefeated teams in the country. Yeah, they are, which is pretty insane if you look at it because the only other unbeatens are Michigan at 12-0, and Virginia, they've won 11 straight to start the year. That's okay. Uh, They'll no, lose. No, Nevada. Nevada. And then the fifth is Houston? Houston. Yeah. Yep. Houston. All right. So, um, yeah. Um, in terms of college basketball, right now you have number seven Gonzaga leading North Alabama <laughs> 47 to 8. Okay, then. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. Gonzaga. <laughs> Gonzaga's pretty good. Gonzaga beat Duke this year. They remember? did. Number well, one Duke. We have we have some Duke fanboys here in the state. Always, always got to say that. Uh, huh? Always got to go. say that to Duke. me. Look, I mean, the Kyle Singler, Nolan Smith, John Shire days are over. Yeah. That's okay. I think the Zion Williamson, Zion Williamson. JT Barrett. JT so, so Barrett. Tomorrow, RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett. A team that surprised me this year are the uh, 13th ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. They're mm-hmm. playing High Point University tomorrow. They're going to yeah. smash up yeah. High Point. Big Ten basketball looking really North well Carolina. this year. Tennessee, surprisingly, the third seed. Surprisingly, because they don't get much publicity, and nobody really thinks Tennessee is a top five team. And a lot of teams are losing, too, so a lot of them sneak in. Kansas has dropped to number five. Nevada, number six. Michigan, despite (laughs) losing to Louisville earlier this year, is back up at number eight. Michigan State. Michigan Michigan State. Yeah. Thank you. Arizona State at 17. They play Princeton tomorrow at four. Take that. Um, Auburn (laughs) playing North Florida. Buffalo. Uh, team. Oh, last week we were talking about the Buffalo Bulls, and I believe Buffalo finally lost the game. They lost yes. to Marquette. Marquette. They lost to Marquette, and I think it was another thing coming because I mean this is really the beef of their schedule, but they don't have much competition after these next no, couple of games. Will, now they got to win their tournament to get into. They, they dropped will, to twenty-one. They yep. will smoke through the MAC easily yep. and yeah. get a tournament bid. Yep. Whether they win or whether they just because of rank because uh, they're ranking, but yeah, but they're they're, they're, they're legit. Yeah. Does St. John's make the tournament this year? Uh, not without question, but I, I think yes. I think they're the best team in the Big East for sure. In the Big East, yes. Ooh, Tom looks positive. I'm sure uh, Penn um, would like that comment because they beat Villanova. Um, but yeah, Villanova has not looked yeah. good this season. Yeah. Uh, this would have been DiVincenzo's team if he stayed. Yes. Um, in terms of a maturity standpoint, big mistake by DiVincenzo. But in terms of an NBA standpoint and career standpoint and a draft standpoint and his value, it was a good decision. Yeah. Um, you know, this was not something that just happened overnight. Sunday, you got number two Michigan playing against Binghamton. Oh, my God. Go Binghamton. Binghamton. Just, Binghamton representing yeah. upstate New York. Yes. Uh, they played against Notre Dame. A week ago, they got smacked. Mm-hmm. Iona playing Holy Cross. Love bringing those small New York teams into play. <laughs> Hofstra versus Drexel. Shout out Kyle Russo. Uh, Hofstra <laughs> playing Drexel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some big games coming up. I'm excited. Um, let's get to NBA though. Uh, the Christmas games are the next days as the opening act on Christmas Day over. Are they I'm over? Only no. gonna say no, no, just because. Really? They have Porzingis. They're getting Porzingis back. Assuming the Knicks are as bad as they've been so far this year, they're going to get a top-five pick. Are they going to be, like, playoff productive when Porzingis gets back? In addition to a top-five pick, Knox could happen. It could happen. And the possibility of bringing in a, a big-name free agent. Talk about 
Luke Cornett and what he's done because, you know, no. I, he's kind of their backup center right now, and he started mm-hmm. yeah. last night. He did. And, and, and his kicker was not happy about it. He led yeah. the team in points. This is what I like about Fisdale is that he's experimenting because he knows this is a dead season because the talent is not there, but he's playing well with different lineups. He's seeing yeah. what guys can fit, and then once Porzingis gets back and – I think really for 2019, he could have the guys he wants, and then the guys he doesn't want will not be on the team. Right. But um, I'm full on, you know, uni, the unicornet making that a thing for now on instead of the unicorn Porzingis. Kevin Knox said the garden was very quiet on Christmas Day. Should he have said that considering he's a rookie? No. Uh, probably not. But no. You, you don't want the home crazy. crowd to get against you. You got you to remember this kid is what nineteen years old, twenty years old. Like, yeah. come on, you got. I mean, uh, this stuff's gonna happen. Um, look, I mean, he's been very good. I'm, remem- I'm remembering myself at nineteen, twenty years old, and you know, we we made a, we made a lot of mistakes at that age. Yeah. Um, Spanish seven. Oh jeez. <laughs> Italian seven. Yeah, I, I remember those classes, James. Uh, but but yeah, you know, um, this is something that. Um, you start to think about, do they tank for Zion? Do they experiment with these younger guys and then try to get better for the draft and position themselves to get a top-five pick if this is what they need? Because you know they're finishing in the bottom five mm-hmm. in, in the NBA. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, still salty about Ron Baker, but... Um, it, I think it was worth it. Just I think Trier can... Definitely be something. It was it was worth it, but it it, bro- it, it broke some heartful ties. Yeah, oh yeah, Ron Baker, fan favorite. Yeah. Yep. Um, speaking of the Wizards, they lost to the Bulls tonight, one hundred one ninety two. And um, speaking of the Wizards and Ron Baker, um, they have not looked good so far this season. No. Brad Bradley Beal had thirty four points. Um, and yes, they just got Ariza recently, but no John Wall. No, this, um, this team has had a Chicago's lot. Chicago's got and back. Wendell Carter Jr., the rookie of the Duke, 17 points, 13 yep. boards. And tonight, Orlando uh, getting a win. Vuk had 30 points, 20 rebounds, 8 assists. Poor man's Jokic. <laughs> he's, I think, always had that ability. It's, I think he's finally getting that chance, which is really ironic because, yeah. you know, they drafted Mo Bamba to be that guy. Yeah. That that was I'm singing the song. Night. That was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> singing Mo, sing Mo, Mo Bamba after watching uh, St. John's crush, win. Crush Sacred Heart. Hey, don't hate on Sacred Heart. <laughs> wrong, wrong side, but you get the point. <laughs> <laughs> the emphasis. As of there. last night, I mean, yes, I understand you play the next two times in three days. The Milwaukee Bucks currently lead the Eastern Conference as the number one team at 24-10. and 10. They over shoot Toronto um, cool. I really like Milwaukee this season I, I mean I know this is a little Notre Dame biased but <laughs> Gian- Giannis Antetokounmpo is the star of that team Chris Middleton is a great number two complimentary player and you still have guys like Brooke Lopez Malcolm Brogdon Eric Bledsoe your bench is filled with Don Maker Tony Snell Pat Connaughton uh, Dante DiVincenzo Ersan <laughs> Ilyasova who was a big contributor off the bench last year for the Sixers uh, speaking of the Sixers, they're currently fourth in the East behind yeah. Toronto and Indiana. And, of course, Milwaukee. Boston back on track at the 5, yes. 20 and 14. Despite losing Baines, hand injury, four to six weeks, which is big to their bench. But Daniel Tice is basically another version of Aaron Baines. He's he's yeah. fun, he's fun to watch. Um, and then Brooklyn. 
They're the nine seed right now. One game behind Detroit and Miami. A lot of which, which they'll catch. And Miami this week just named Justice Winslow their starting point guard. Coach Eric Spolstra. <laughs> Ew. That is <laughs> certainly something. Ew. Yes, it is. But um, the last five minutes of the show, let's talk about the West a little bit. On Christmas Day, the Lakers destroy the Warriors, 127-101. LeBron leaves the game in the second quarter. Uh, Zubak played incredible. Yes. He was insane. Um, He was great. Zuma. Um, Yeah. Kyle Kuzma, too. Kuzma he's been playing. Too. He's been I, great. Kyle Kuzma might be the second best player on that team right now. Oh, he, he, I, I think he, he is. definitely is. He definitely Caldwell is. Pope and uh, <laughs> um, Josh Hart. And with, without McGee right now, you know, Tyson yeah. Chandler's been a serviceable Tyson guy Chandler. for them filling in. Even done his he's, job. he's been around. Even Lonzo's been playing decently well, he's, too. Yeah. He's hitting some threes. Almost had a triple-double against the Kings. Yeah. Um, other games that happened on Christmas Day besides the Lakers game, uh, the Rockets beat the Thunder. Harden had 41 points. Harden averaging 35.5 points in the month of December. Houston above 500 now. Uh, getting rid of Melo was the best thing for them, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Harden. And he's great. Uh, the only problem is he's got to cut down on the turnovers. That's his one. Oh, that's that's his always one been that's the his one. one that in defense. Yeah. Effort, at least. Um, pizza rolls is back. Um, I hope you guys got that joke. His beard. Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, the Celtics beat the Sixers one twenty one one fourteen. Irving forty points, ten boards. It's two clutch great. threes at the end too. Um, Kyrie Irving probably the third best player in the Eastern Conference behind the Greek Freak and Leonard. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, definitely. He's an excellent player to watch. And then the nightcap, Utah over Portland. I'm going to say this about Utah. Gobert is my favorite to watch. I mean, I, as much as I love Donovan Mitchell out of Louisville, Joe, Joe, Joe Ingles Joe is fun Ingles. too. Uh, Gobert, 18 points, 14 boards, 7 blocks. Wow. Yep. Utah, He's a yes, lucky boy. they're one game over 500, but the stat that really is quite alarming, Utah had the toughest schedule, schedule in the NBA and they're still just one game under 500, and now it gets super easy. In the Western Conference. Let's face it, Utah's getting into the playoffs. Yes. Yep. They are getting These, into the There's playoffs. a lot of teams in the Western Conference right now that are definitely playing above where they should be. Right. Which, you know, you talk about I think you can Sac- s- Sacramento, you know, Mem- Memphis. De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. And that team. He's been they solid. They beat the, the Lakers. Yep, they did. Mm-hmm. Bogdan Bogdanovich, the game-winning Bogdan three. Bogdanovich. Buzzer beater. Luka Doncic has been great for Dallas. Jaron Jackson's been great for Memphis. Yeah. These rookies are elevating their teams. But you look at the West right now, it's Denver and Golden State tied at the one. And then Oklahoma City is the three, followed by the Clippers at four, Lakers at five. They're going to be without LeBron for a while, so let's see if they take a fall or not, if they slip up a little bit. Portland at the six. And Portland, my problem with Portland is this. If McCollum or Lillard has a bad night, they're not going to win. That's how they are. They feed off those two guys, it's and they're not going to be successful in the playoffs Portland. because the rest of their starting lineup is not great. Nurkic is a good <laughs> center. I'm okay with Nurkic starting at center, and Al Farouk Aminu is a good player, mm-hmm. but you need somebody better than Mo Harkless or Jake yeah. Lehman Harkless. starting at St. John's. Por- Portland reminds me of where the Wizards were at two, three years ago with the wall-beal dynamic with Lillard McCollum. Consistently getting into the playoffs. Yeah, great guard duo. 
front court suspects and can get in the playoffs but cannot do anything else after that. So my final question is this. You know, LeBron's out for a while. We know that may hurt the Lakers. Who challenge, Does any team in the West challenge Golden State this year? Yes. For the West. Who challenges them? Like to win it? Yeah, to, to win the West. Who, who challenges them? I don't see a team. I think when it's all said and done, like we, we all penciled in Golden State to be in the finals. doesn't matter what seed they are. I think Denver. Ooh. Denver's good. Jokic. Yeah. <laughs> Jokic is. He's, he's really good. Uh, I know uh, it's so hard because LeBron's out too. Yeah. And LeBron's trying everything he can just to dethrone the, the Warriors anyway. So maybe LeBron, but I don't know. I, I guess we'll I have to see. If there's any team that has a chance, I mean, Houston, if they can continue Harden, if Harden can continue his tear even a little bit less. And then Oklahoma City as well. Paul George, Russell Westbrook, if those two can... Because George has been balling out finally. And Westbrook can put up those triple-doubles, those big numbers. I I agree. I don't see any other team having a chance. But Uh, I don't see any team having an actual chance of taking down the Warriors this year. On that note, any final thoughts, guys, before we sign off? Um, No. No. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, absolutely, Evan. We really appreciate it, and um, we look have you back again sometime we wish you a great spring semester yes. at arizona state um on that note this will do it for 2018 on behalf of james montefusco evan masters and kyle Earhart, i'm your host tom scavetta join us next week for our first show of 2019 you've been listening to review and preview here on mywcwp.org and facebook live happy new year